Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming at you from SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 73. I am your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me for this episode of The Simpsons Index is BT Calloway. Hey. And brand new guest, Oscar Morphew. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. I feel very welcome. Oh, absolutely. So, Oscar is a Simpsons fan from way back. Um, mm. So, we are, like to ask our new guests, what is your history with The Simpsons? Where did it begin? I feel like it was never something that we watched as a family, which I feel All like right. certain people have got those like, mm. yeah, we watched it as a family. I just remember it always being on. Yeah. And <laughs> not necessarily watching it with my family, but just always being there and always switching it over and having to watch a little bit of the news. Yeah. <laughs> just the end, like the weather, and then it starts. Yep. <laughs> and it's just been that corner of my life for when it was on yep. normal TV. Six yeah. o'clock on Channel 10. Oh, we miss the days. Mm-hmm. These kids now with their, I don't know, streaming on. On demand, HD, yada, It's yada. on Channel 7 now. Yep. What? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? I, I knew Channel 10 had lost. I didn't know 7 had picked 7 it up. picked it up. Those fuckwads. I oh. know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, new home of the Simpsons, Channel 7. Feels yeah, weird to say. Really? just <laughs> gross. I feel <laughs> so dirty. <laughs> and so you haven't kept up with the new episodes over the years? No, I just, I bought seasons 2 to 10 yep. on DVD mm-hmm. and I just keep that yep. golden period going in my life perpetually. Yep. And now we're about to ruin it for you. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we That's didn't right. do this. We just brought in the message. That's right. Well, this is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the catch is each episode comes from a different decade. And starting out tonight, we subjected you to an episode from the latest season. This was season 29, episode 5, Grampy, can you hear me? How have I let you down? I curse the day that I was born and all the sorrow with no bad religion fans yet. Never mind. I'm just thinking that's what the episode's singing, but that's good. I think it's another song. Mm, I, I don't think they're referencing bad religion. No, I know they're not. I'm just mean talking about letting us down. Yeah. And all that is my point. Uh, this was first released in November of 2017. It was written by Bill Odenkirk. In this episode, fucking a lot happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, mm-hmm. Grandpa gets a hearing aid yep. and starts hearing all the awful things people are saying about him. Lisa cheats on an assignment about planets and gets Bart to help her. And we find out that Skinner once applied to be in a marching band at a university and Agnes hid the acceptance letter. Guys, what did you think? Eh? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to call this aggressively boring. Yep. Yeah. Like, just structurally, it doesn't so, even... So it's flat. Just, yeah, no, nothing... It, it didn't build to anything. It no, was nothing all... goes anywhere. And there's so many jokes that are just like being thrown a baseball that makes it a third of the way there. It's like if I <laughs> threw baseballs. <laughs> or, or, a, or a spaghetti and dodgeball. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It's got all the substance of a meal of spaghetti and kickballs. Like, ugh. <sighs> One of the things that strikes me about this episode is it has an A, B, and C storyline. And mm. yet so little happens. Yeah. Mm. And they needed to have a really long intro sequence and then two outro sequences yep. to pad up the time. Yeah. Oh. Bizarre. Bizarre. So but- much with so little. It's insane. But yeah, kicking off the question out, I want to know, BT, what's a story moment that stood out to you from this episode? Oh, let me have a quick glance. I don't even know if any of these notes are going to be story points. They're just things I didn't understand why anything was happening. (laughs) I'm going to say the continuity fuck up of uh, Skinner being at home with Agnes during his uh, late teen years. Oh, yeah. Interesting. 
obviously, again, they, that's a plot point because that needed to be there for that storyline, but then it but doesn't But why make did sense. we need that storyline? Yeah, why yeah. do we need that storyline? Why couldn't it have been another character? And then why break the Armin Tanzarian continuity? Even if people don't like it, that's canon. Mm, and yeah. people know it's canon. So, yeah, a lot of questions around this one point. Uh, I'm going to say that was my plot point. I'm going to point at very sternly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm going to point at that plot line as though it just took a shit on the rug and now I have to rub its nose in it <laughs> so it knows it did something wrong. That's it. And... You know, I personally don't mind the principal and the pauper. I think it's a mm. fine episode, but the fact that they established that continuity mm. is, okay, you've made a very big move here. Run with it, you know? Yeah, yeah the whole Skinner and marching band storyline, I wish something came out of it. It annoyed me because I was really liking Bart and Lisa's relationship leading up to the discovery of that. Yeah. Mm. Like, it, it felt like classic. Yeah, they, like they partnered up. And, working uh, together yeah. and... Having a little detective uh, mystery thing. Yeah, and then we got to there and then we just left them for a much less interesting and continuity-breaking yep. storyline. Yeah, a story that went nowhere. And yeah, I, I think my favourite part of this episode is when Skinner's almost leading into the story. He's like, oh, you know, it's such a long time ago. I don't even want to tell it. And they're like, no, that's fine. Don't tell us. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of a chuckle. Is that a that. question? <laughs> no, it's just stretching my arm. Were you only stretching one arm? Well, that's the one that needed stretching. Yeah. Yeah, that bit that's I liked. Funny. But then... I didn't mm. mind that, but it also reminded me of South Park did it. Yeah, uh, with... um, Yeah, I know what you mean as well. It, like, it worked just basically. It yeah. worked is like, okay, yep, it wasn't awful. You know, it actually mostly worked just to palm Bart and Lisa off, really. Oh, and, yeah. like, the big emotional moment between Skinner and Agnes at the end was lost on me as well. Like, it didn't actually feel like they had a breakthrough. No, no. She just said, marching bands are shit, and Skinner's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, the, the thing is that we didn't see her in the current... Yeah. We, we, we only saw her in flashback. We didn't see their relationship at all... To be resolved? Yeah, from Agnes's point of view, yeah. she's been aware of the conflict and resolved it in the same minute. Yeah. <laughs> so she That's had right. no idea there was a problem, and, and then it was over. That's the secret of good drama, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is avoiding conflict at all costs. And then solving it within a minute. Yeah, because Lisa's storyline does the exact same thing. Yeah, well, I was going to say that's mm. the storyline that stood out to me, is because mm. they established this as they were establishing the Skinner story, and then they forgot about it for, like, 12 minutes. Oh, mm. and the way they wrapped it up. Yeah. It was just like, I just had, like, I've got Miss Hoover question marks, frowny face yeah. in my <laughs> notes of, like... Yeah, th this was another joke of, oh, Bart stole your nicotine gum, and he was around the hamster, so... And then, of course, the hamster immediately runs his wheel outside of the cage. Which I could have been okay with, you have to remember what we go to after that. So, oh, the groundskeeper the, Willie the bit? The train spotting. Yeah. Oh. Because early on, oh, Bart's got up. this bit where, you know, they break into the school. And it's like, oh, how did you know this door was broken? Ah, Willie lets me know and I keep him in Twizzlers. But then he's like, Willie is wrapping a, um, a red licorice. He's, he's shooting up. He's shooting yeah, up he's, with, he's with licorice. He's made a tourniquet out of the licorice. <laughs> but then he's eating it anyway. And it's kind of like, oh, that's just uncomfortable. Yeah. And then yeah, they mm. cut back to this train yeah. spotting bit. I, I tell you ah. how you do that one is mm. that he ties it up and then he eats the one that he has tied around his arm. You yeah. know, like, yeah. like you, while, you, while you he's raking teeth, or something like, oh, so he can oh, eat oh. it while raking or something like that. <laughs> there. That's a better joke. Something. Because, yeah, it's irrelevant. He ties it up and then eats them anyway. It's like, if you're going to. In the other hand, it's. 
Well, it's interesting. I didn't realize that was a train spotting reference. And now the mm. music and the angle yeah. and everything. Because to me, it felt bizarre and out of nowhere. But there you go. It was a callback. And joke. it's still bizarre and out of nowhere. It's just, it, why are we referencing train spotting all of a sudden? In fact, probably the most disturbing scene of train spotting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, yeah. And. Ah. Yeah, and the ending with that was Lisa goes, I'll get you some more gum. And she's like, you better. And it's, she's yeah. eight. She can't, like. <laughs> yeah, she says, I, I cheated. She yeah. comes clean. She has a, a, a not really a well set up moral dilemma. No. Where it's like, we yeah. just cut back to her and she tells Miss Hoover and she's like, I know you did that. Mm. What? Yeah. Why, like, why do you. Why does she know that? That's absolutely right. Yeah. And it's funny. It was a similar cop-out ending to the Skinner one. But Oscar, for better or worse, what's the story moment that stood out to you? I feel like the Skinner marching band thing, even though it was so boring and didn't go anywhere, yeah. the discovery of him in the basement was mm. interesting. Mm. That was... that was yeah. That's the moment we're like, oh, where's this going? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was, it was an interesting story hook. And I was like, okay, I'm willing to listen, even though it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but the beginning was intriguing. Yeah. It started from a fair enough place, and I mm. kind of like the idea. I just didn't like where they went with it, and even mm. like when he went to the university, that scene was just boring. And there was no, there was no sign gag when you had the University of Ohio. I was just like, mm. it just says established eighteen seventy. It's like, yeah, and wow. we usually commend the Simpson sign writers yeah. in this day and age because as much as the show's dipped in quality, the sign gags are still pretty good. Yeah, whoever's doing that, they're just they're on point. But no, this yeah, you're wide open right there. Yeah, fill it in, fill it in. Yeah. There's jokes to be had. Yeah, the ad university administrator there as well. He didn't really give any new information to the whole thing, and that's why I found that scene annoying. Yeah, true. That did absolutely no, no jokes, and there was no new information in that bit. So uh, just that was a beginning of Act Two. Yeah, him going there yeah. was the beginning of Act Two, and then he'd go out and he'd discover something and would go on with the story, but it was just a whole like the whole episode was it all ended in the second acts yeah. of the multiple storylines mm -hmm. and actually what pisses me off about that scene that started out like that oh can i go to school here now no what is this an 80s comedy fine enough joke but i'm like no that's your episode <laughs> yeah that's gonna be fun it's like well we never did get that marching band drummer you're hired yeah Boom, now we got skinner drumming something happened or uh, he's a teacher at a university level now and then yeah. he gets to realize he always liked being a principal yeah or, or there's a, that, a storyline that you could have as the end tag and he says yeah what is this an 80s uh college thing yeah, and sure. it freeze frame yeah. <laughs> and, you know, don't da, you da, da, yeah. forget about me yeah. like like we forget about him in this thing and then we come back and that's the ending of him just being like sad and then we get like a freeze frames for all the characters you wrap it up yep. it's oh perfect and yeah the little title cards yeah. and stuff excellent and last story point I want to mention before we move on from this question is actual the title of the episode. This was like three scenes, <laughs> the whole Grandpa Hearing Aid storyline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, there's something to be mined out of that, and they just didn't. I think they had the right ending, though. Yeah, I think the ending is the strongest part of that one. It's still yeah. pretty weak, where they're all reading off script. Uh, I kind of mm. didn't mind that. And even with Homer's little gag that he's still holding the script where he's mm. hugging them and then he says uh, and fade out woohoo tag oh because that's exactly how i felt when the tag came in <laughs> totally <laughs> that i felt Ooh. fine with that i was like i will say he didn't actually ever feel lost when he went missing yeah like they have bits where okay he goes to the family he can hear what they're actually whispering about him and then he goes to the mall and he can hear 
but I guess it felt never felt like he lost anything in the sense that yeah, no. the Hemp family don't hang out with him to begin with. We don't really know if he likes wandering around the mall. So, you know, have him go somewhere he likes going, finding out, yeah. oh no, everyone's actually secretly a dick. Yes. And uh, then he's lost something and you got a bit of drama. You feel there like is no plot in this episode. I know, no, it's no, stunning. There's no substance at How all. How much nothing happened. It's amazing. And even when it feels like they're setting up something, mm. like where Grandpa goes... Uh, they're talking about me. I'm going to continue this play. Let them think that I can't mm. hear them. That should have been the episode. Yeah, he that's exactly have... where I thought we were going, of him secretly listening in to all their stuff. And at first, maybe he's doing it to be bitter, but then he starts learning, you know, nuances about, you know, maybe this, one of the kids or something. You know? Yeah, mm. and like not to make it a Christmas episode, but say there is a special gift-giving occasion where he gets everyone exactly what they want. And like, yeah. Yeah. Instead of doing any of these other great ideas which we had, <laughs> they immediately have him reveal in that one same scene that he's like, oh, I'm going to hatch the plan, and it does not pay off. It's, it's weird because there are moments in it where it feels like like they've got patience. Yeah. You know, like mm. like there are some setups where I'm like, like when Lisa sees the thing and it says billions and we have a little moment when she says billions and yeah. there's no immediate payoff. It's kind of like, like oh, yeah, I wrote that down as this is going to come back well, and I yeah. wonder how. And then it does in like a nice way where you're like, wow, it didn't feel rushed. It didn't like they took their hmm. time to set something up and they didn't feel like they panically needed to immediately. Blood it out immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like her running yeah. out and being like, oh, freaking out. And mm. Yeah. To me though, it felt like a bit of a placeholder idea. I feel like there was a better something to hinge the episode on because that felt a no, little no, nothing is hinged on this episode yeah. <laughs> there's a better way to do every single yeah. letter of every word in this there's, there's maybe three decent episodes in yeah. that one episode yeah. that's it you just pull certain parts out build on them but together they just make a bland and yeah I, I, it's amazing i feel like we watched three different episodes and not the one mm. but play count how many times before tonight have you seen this episode zero times i've seen it zero times before but having watched it the once i feel like i've seen it five times <laughs> right yeah <laughs> this is only the second time i've watched it so uh, 10 yeah <laughs> yeah i've watched it once and i honestly i tuned out to part the way yeah, no kidding oh god it's so bad so ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I don't know that anyone was particularly off. No one was behaving off, no. but it's just the pacing of it all that's so flat and mm. useless that even an overdone cliche would have been more fun. Yeah. And for that, I'm going to say no, it doesn't, because it's just, this doesn't feel like an episode in the sense that, I don't know, what's an example here? It's like it looks like a roller coaster, but you get in and it's just going at like 1K now. It's one of those little trains. Yeah, you're like, oh, this <laughs> looks uh, fun. That's like, the King James ride in the Praise Land episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear all of my psalms. Uh, <laughs> no. It looked right. Everything looked right, but then, mm, yeah, exactly. Moment to moment. Moment to moment, hmm. it felt right, but because we didn't have those arcs for yeah, each nothing, of the characters, nothing, nothing tied happened. together. So, so ultimately, yeah. no, it didn't, but. Yeah. Focusing in, you're like, yeah, that looks right, you know? Yeah. So we did have the little moment of betraying the arm intense Aryan thing, but, you know, that's contentious. Like, uh, even the Simpsons writer who wrote that episode said, I, I imagine this is a world that resets after every event. Like, why is everyone taking this seriously? 
And also in that moment, it's like, fuck you. No, <laughs> not, not, not for stuff like that. No, yeah. that's like, right. Like, mm, yeah. don't, don't say that, Rider Man. Homer falls down a canyon, that resets. That's right. <laughs> you know. Maud dies. Yeah, that does not that's reset. She's not back. Lisa's <laughs> no. a vegetarian. That yep. doesn't reset. Yeah, that's carried through. So what about the wackiness of the episode? Oh, God. I just looked at one now. I'm kind of nauseous thinking about it. So... <laughs> In the beginning, Grandpa's wearing a party hat, and he takes oh, it yeah. off, and his skull is now shaped in that, and they kind of like mold it like clay to go back, and I kind of want to draw. I drew it on my notes to, <laughs> to remind myself. That's Put right. that on Twitter. Like, that's <laughs> definitely so strange. Because yeah, and they push it up into this bowl, and then it melts on him, and ugh. Um, it was it was icky. <laughs> it was very icky. <laughs> An icky bit of animation. Yeah. Uh, one wackiness I didn't mind, and again, this is a common theme with our podcast. We like when they have the background jokes that they don't call attention to. Mm-hmm. When Lisa's trying to recruit Bart and he's got his ninja outfit on and he's got Skinner's mailbox putting a snake yeah. in it. He's doing all that stuff while the conversation's still rolling on. So I thought that was a nice bit of wackiness. It did make me wonder why not bring the snake to the mailbox instead of the other way around. But hey, I don't know. <laughs> I have no experience in putting snakes in nail- mailboxes. Maybe this is easier. Transporting a snake. Is yeah. harder than transporting a inanimate object. Yeah, I suppose. Potentially, but then you still got to glue got to... the mailbox. Back on. <laughs> he needs his workshop. I guess. Yeah, I guess. yeah. <laughs> I could give benefit of the doubt there. Yeah. So when Grandpa's in the mall and all these shop people are running away from oh, him, yeah. and this woman knocks over like the glasses stand, and then she just shoots it, but doesn't even like break it dramatically. It just no, puts a no. hole in it. You're like, oh. Well, now I just feel bad for the stand. Yeah, it's, yeah. that moment was just Wait. like, bleh. Whereas, you know, she should have been stuffing her pockets full of sunglasses. And then, you know, like, it, yeah. they should carry across the panic that she's feeling. Like, that's where the comedy is. It's not that yeah. she's like, oh, goodbye, old friend. But yeah, it's the sudden sorrow of... Like, yeah, but there was no sorrow. It yeah. was like she looked at it. She just looked at it and then pulled yeah. out a gun and shot it. Yeah, yeah. it's just... It's, uh, yeah, it's barely a joke. And... Hey listeners, slight correction here. One of our fans on Facebook, Tim Burleson, pointed out that this is actually a visual reference to an old World War II cartoon. It was by Bill Molden, and I think it was from his old comic strip called Willie and Joe. But look, while I appreciate that they are doing a pretty spot-on visual reference here, I don't know that it actually really improves the joke. It still feels really out of place, and the punchline just falls flat for me. But look, anyway, thanks to Tim for pointing this out for us. We're always keen to learn new stuff. We'll be posting a side-by-side images on Facebook and Twitter later in the week, so you can check that out. But for now, back to the show. I'd liked a couple of the things that the mall people were saying. You know, that mm. masseuse woman's like, oh my god, massaging old people is like dry lasagna. <laughs> Like, yeah, and then yeah, the other dude was like, "Come in, come in." He has a casket shop. Fine jokes, but then they just went too OTT. Parts I want to point out is uh, everyone seems to be wearing extra hats. So in the beginning, Marge, <laughs> Not just yes, in a metaphoric Marge is wearing sense. a hat, and it doesn't really come up or get referenced. And later in the end, Grandpa's also wearing a hat, and I'm like, "Why oh, yeah. the extra yeah. hats?" Yeah, he's wearing a jacket that it yeah. didn't quite look right it, no, it looked it like you know those 2d cutouts of people mm. and you stick on clothes like a, oh, yeah. like, like a paper doll kind like of a thing. paper doll yeah, thing yeah. you're like it doesn't look like it's really wearing it that yeah, kind it was, of is what it looked like at the end there it's sure. like one of the animators was like you know what today i'm rebelling i am putting hats and jackets <laughs> they, they told me i couldn't yeah but i'm doing it it's my look at me now day. dad <laughs> and yeah. then yeah he's bragging to people at a bar <laughs> did you see the latest episode of the simpsons with all the hats no Oh. Like, shut up, Ken. <laughs> yeah, because well, I, I assumed anytime a character is off model, there's usually a reference to it or yeah. there's a joke. 
watch, you know, he's going to refer to the time at some point. Bart's lucky hat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Except it just didn't. And I was like, I mean, it's not bad. It's just no. kind of odd. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's not odd not to use it. The last wacky joke I want to point out is when Grandpa is at this other bar and he goes, oh, there's an old man peeing himself in this bathroom. Oh, that's a mirror. And that ain't a bathroom. Yeah. It's such a lame, mm. obvious spelling out the joke that that whole location was like it was a fine place but there was no setup there was yeah, no, no like like no uh, payoff no we we saw like two shots we had two angles of the place and it yep. was like oh i guess it's a veteran yeah i like the idea it was called oh. like the the bar for yeah. our unpopular war veterans or something so, oh okay see i totally, I mean he's I, a world war ii veteran that's a very popular war that's like the greatest hits of war yeah, yeah. <laughs> not uh, as good as the great war yeah well they didn't know at the time <laughs> but it was the war to end all and the wars boy were they wrong <laughs> But I didn't even know that was the setting of the bar because the actual set itself was so bland. Yeah, and very vacant, yeah. nothing going on. You think it'd be a bunch of grizzled Vietnam vets going, ah. Yeah, at least fill out. Yeah, the space. making noises. Nah. Definitely. Mm. And the last bit of wackiness, you know, we don't usually mention the couch gags, except when they go on for an, un- an unnormal amount of time. Well, it's <laughs> usually the first red flag that it's going to be a very empty episode because yeah. they're trying to fill in the time. It itself wasn't bad. It was, you know, the Simpsons immigrating on the couch and then various areas. So that was a World War II reference, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I think they're escaping a Poland-esque area. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think they were like Cossacks. They yeah, was like, yeah. r- like Russian. Yeah, it wasn't like Nazi anything, but it was definitely, yeah, yeah more R- Russian Cossack era. So. Yeah. I dug the joke where they arrive in America and their name is Simpsonovich and the guy yeah. just cuts the last bit off. Mm. To me, that's where you would have ended the couch gag. That would have been yeah. fine. Maybe keep the bit where Mo picks up all the scraps of letters to make Sizzlack. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I mean, was a yeah. good follow-up yeah. joke. Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> Maybe you just end it with that last bit where it's them in America. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah, then they go through the various eras of America, like from the 20s, the 50s. And... Which is what I hated about it. And it yeah. felt disjointed from the start of the couch gag. And then everything floods with water and they leave the earth. You know, I, like, yeah. It's... Yeah. I wrote down climate change. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what was going on. It's, yeah, it's yeah no, but that was the premise of the couch gag is mm. they immigrated with their couch. Yep. yep, and then we were like, no, we're just we're gonna run <laughs> it to the ends of the earth, and yep. now they're aliens. Yeah. yeah, and the final joke was that they added alien on the end of Simpson, and it's like. Oh, now you just kind that's, of undercut the good joke. That's not the joke yet, Anton. <laughs> no, yeah, let's put it this way. They literally ran the joke till the end of time. <laughs> Sorry, till the end of the yes. earth. They just, that's how long it went on for. Yeah, when I say this joke is out of this world, it is not a good thing. Yeah. Well, let's uh, also back up a little bit, because during the uh, supermarket sequence, Mag- Maggie is holding a bottle of Szechuan sauce. Oh, yeah. In uh, reference... You almost said Szechuan, Szechuan schnapps. schnapps. Yeah, that's another tongue twister. Shots <laughs> of Szechuan schnapps. Yeah, obviously in reference to the Rick and Morty McDonald's Szechuan sauce debacle. Yeah, an interesting thing to bring up. And it's sort of like weird watching Simpsons episodes with current references. Yeah, yeah. it just kind of reinforces the sadness of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of like, we set the trend, we inspired all of this stuff. Now look, Szechuan sauce. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. funny, right? Yeah. We're naming things that you know. Well, our market research has shown this is trending. <laughs> and so it will be a hit with the young folk. Whatever's got a hashtag. Yep. Chuck it in. Yep. That's it. That's it. It's that writing. 
And, you know, the other time where they did the full Rick and Morty couch gag on Mathlete's feet, that was such a fucking awful episode as well. Mm-hmm. With one of the best couch gags I've ever seen. Yeah, I've just watched that couch gag over yeah. and over <laughs> again. It is so well done and yep. Be- yep. it's beautiful. I hope to never see the episode yeah, it's don't. attached to. Yeah, it's don't. not good. It's not worth the time. <laughs> and so the tags as well. Another sign of a bad episode is not only when they have a super long couch gag, but when they have extra tags yeah. after the episode is over. And again, I didn't mind the gag that there was a tag written in the script. I thought that was funny enough, but Skinner and Agnes's back and forth on Game of Thrones. Yeah, was didn't didn't need to be there. It did nothing. No. I can't like vouch for this joke because I haven't watched the show at all. But mm. apparently it doesn't show boobs anymore since uh, winning Emmys. Is that joke? Uh... I feel like they do, but yeah. like Daenerys doesn't. Oh, They're, okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure she got contractual about yeah, that. Yeah, she was um, like, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm. Oh, wow. No, I think it's just more that... Back in the old seasons where they showed boobs a lot was when you were establishing characters and they'd hang out in seedy places. Whereas right. now you're into the events where you don't, mm. you know, you're not on a battlefield in a strip club. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> you're doing that when you're in the cities talking about how this battle is going to make a difference. And right. then when you're having the battle, you That's when you're at the strip club. That's when there's no <laughs> boobies. So I, I'm guessing. That you know, it makes sense to me and I'm just saying it as I think of it. So Yeah. Although I did like Agnes being like, you're just going to watch booby movies. <laughs> I do like it. I will if I'm in a booby mood. <laughs> <laughs> that I like. Yeah, that's relatable. But then the second tag, oh mm. my God, I almost leapt up and punched my television. Yeah. <laughs> so they brought back the whole everyone loves Ned Flanders thing, but they did it for Mole Man and it was weak, 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 weak. Yeah. So weak. One of the rhymes was he walks down the streets and falls in a hole, man. Everyone loves Mole Man. That is so lazy. Yeah, it wasn't like everyone forget. No one knows who Mole Man is. Like I can't even remember the bit. You can't even remember it. I, yeah. I'm glad because it was in my head when we first came in studio. And, and now it's not, and I'm very happy about it's that. Generic. Da, 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 it's generic. Like... He's a loser and he dies a lot. <laughs> But the whole supermarket, th- when he's at the supermarket, he doesn't even scan men. Yeah. Or- Why is she trying to scan a person? Why it's is just... she confused by the, the fact that she can't? <laughs> is she a new... Is she a HD oh, yeah, yeah, was that person? Shana? Shana? That was Shana. Shana. Yeah, Shana yeah. Banana. Because <laughs> I saw her twice in the episode. I was like... Yeah, this- she's in the planetarium. Sorry, that planet... Arium. Arium. <laughs> Lots of South Park references today. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind that joke. Where she stubs a cigarette out on this constellation of cancer. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just glad she didn't say, I'm Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, catchphrase. so yes, to answer your question, yes, she is a new HT character. She didn't actually talk that much in this one. Usually mm. her catchphrase is, I'm Shauna. And mm. they establish continuity where she's Superintendent Chalmers' daughter at some point as well. But, what? Yeah. Yeah. What? yeah. Yeah. And she dates Bart briefly, which was creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh. While she was dating Jimbo. This is making me feel really, really <laughs> dirty. Yeah. What? It should. Yep. That's, that's she good... has that effect on people. Yeah, that was a test and you passed. Oh, <laughs> oh good. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel ba bumps? Keep moving. <laughs> beginning. The beginning, yeah. the potential for heart, I think, at the beginning was was nice. It was the moment where Abe gets dropped off and mm. then Marge sticks yeah. her head out and she's like, happy birthday. Like, like it wasn't a joke. It was sad. It was like, it was sad. Like, mm. like I feel sometimes with, with <laughs> grandparents, you know, like stuff yeah. where you're like, oh, I'm trying to say something. I don't know what it is. That's right. It's like you're yeah. getting, you're getting older and I'm sorry, this wasn't very good. And like, 
and and when he gets the hearing aid, mm. there there was a little bit of like I was like, oh, that's yeah. nice. There was yeah. a nice yeah. little you know. like listening montage where I think we all laughed at Jasper's beard wafting majestically <laughs> yeah. in the breeze. That was that another was drawing that I did in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> How the wind whistles through his bristles. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean for that. That was awesome. Yeah, nicely um, landed. Right? Yeah, and it was like a little beautiful thing. I can hear mm. the knitting. I can hear the bingo when like mm. it speeds up. And, and, and the the family sneaking away from yeah. there. Yeah. They're, they're falling asleep. I hear everything now. Yeah, but even then, uh, there's a line before that which was kind of slap the heart in the ventricle. Um, <laughs> New catchphrases I by guess. BT Callaway. <laughs> slap it right <laughs> in that ventricle. <laughs> yeah, don't shit on my crumpets, man. <laughs> you know, uh, what is it? Old Jewish guy is like, hey, I, got, oh, yeah. I got you something you could really use. And he's like, what is it? A hooker that'll kill me afterwards? <laughs> that was so dark. I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I see the appeal, but also, no. Yeah, I'm laughing because I don't. I'm like, it made me so yeah, uneasy. Yeah, pure shock value got me to laugh on that one, but it was also like, that, mm, Ooh, no. but sign writing joke in that section. The hearing aid brand was ear ye, ear ye. <laughs> Not right, bad. Right, like, yeah, that's pretty good. I will pay that. But yeah, other heart moments. So yeah, I guess they established it kind of well in the grandpa story, but then as we said before, they kind of miffed it, and then at the ending, it was fine. But what about the rest of the heart with like Skinner and his mother? Like, nope. No. <laughs> As we said earlier, it just resolves so quickly. You, yeah. you never, re- and even when I'm trying to feel something for him when he's angry, he's going, oh, I'm going to take a furious walking tour of this college. And then he just walks in a circle. Yeah. I was like, I literally just wrote down, that's not how walking tours work. <laughs> and I've been on two. <laughs> yeah. And that might have been a fun little montage where he's like getting all grizzly. He looks at a bit of art and he's like, mm. beginning of second act. Yeah. Like yeah. That's Anything. when he discovers the thing, whatever that is. Have him wander through and like go past through their art department. And I could have appreciated that. He, <laughs> he sees some young drummer yeah. in a marching band. Yeah. Yep. Something. Anything. Yeah. This. Sees them drinking at the, you know, uni bar and he's like, I could have thrown up there. Yeah. You know, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, just a long line of that could have been me. Yeah. I could have done that. This. Yeah. From the good to the bad to yeah. the ugly. Yeah. He sees like some of those hazing rituals like you that see. That could have been my bottom being spanked. <laughs> like you see at uh, Newcastle Uni recently. Really? The, the testicle. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think it. They we don't even have paternities in this country. Uh, uh, some live in colleges and universities, but Newcastle got busted because footage was released of a hazing ritual where a person has to drink a pool of beer that has been made out of a divot in another dude's scrotum. That, yep. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see my face is a just like I ate a confusing lemon. <laughs> like both gross and why? Yeah. Like who is sitting around going, you know what? You know, your bro to get someone in here, they're gonna have to drink beer out of my scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> like, can your scrotum even hold beer? Watch this. I've been practicing in the hold shower. My beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then tip it lightly <laughs> onto my scrotum. Just who and why and stop it. Yep. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, they will. Um, but yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I feel like I'd miss it. Yeah. <laughs> if it was on. You're not paying me enough. No. Um, but BT, what would you change about this episode? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, there's, there's some good things to be extracted here. It's just give any of your many plot points direction and payoff and yeah just there's potential and that's really what hurts the most is Mm. there are some neat ideas i like a good skinner story Mm -hmm. um i like that bart and lisa were you know paired together and there's this moment they find skinner oh where's this going grandpa can have some good stories you know have him explore a new world and maybe have that uh like an allegory of the cave where he wants to go back to being 
yeah. uh, oblivious oh, yeah, to everything. That's where you take it. There's so many options, and to not have a single one is just mind-boggling. It's like beyond lazy writing. It's writing I can't even understand. It's like, did you even want to make a Simpsons episode? Yeah. Just so much to change. Pick one of your things and develop it beyond mm. a sequence of random events. Which one would you pick out um, of the, the dissonant threads? What did you want to see question. most? question. Honestly, they all have a fair amount of potential. That one would make it tricky. I think maybe mm. it's a good Skinner one. I feel like it's been a while since we yeah. had that. We've, we've come up with some better mm. ideas for that plot line just now. So, so Oscar, what about you? What's a story point that you'd like to change in this episode? Mm. Or anything you'd like to change in this episode? I was getting invested in the beginning. Yeah. I, was, I was watching, I was getting hooked in, but they just kept on laying it on. I think having the Skinner episode be the A story with mm. like a continuation of Bart and Lisa, not having them just be palmed off, like having them yeah. be the B story or... Get involved with him, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, having something like that would be yeah. good. I liked yeah. the setup. I liked mostly the beginning. And then it just treaded water. I, I would really say did. it pretty much just got out of the water. Yeah, and it, it dried <laughs> just, off and it, it drove home. It was and like, it, thanks, guys, bye. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, yeah. thought we were swimming, but sure. BT, do you have any other final notes before we wrap uh, this yeah, thing? Yeah, I have two Simpsons did it. Oh, they're repeating themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when Lisa thinks she's going to get discovered for having cheated in a test and she's running for president, they've done that yep. before with mm-hmm. Monster Island, which is actually Peninsula. Yep. Ah, uh, yep, yep. It's just and, the name. Yep. <laughs> and the other one is when Bart picks up the uh, dealie with the four chalks mm-hmm. and starts yep. sliding out and Nelson has done the same thing. It's like, Yeah, he's like, how did I never know this? He's like, well, we knew about it. Because we watched The Simpsons. And it wasn't even a joke no. then. Like in the old one, it was a story point. Mm. It was a bonding moment. It was yeah. a story in character growth. Mm. And this one, he just picks it up. It's like, oh, where has this been all my life? And come on, <laughs> that's lazy. Oscar, did you have any final notes? Uh, yeah, I appreciated the nicotine gum being called Chewbacco. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that, yeah that's decent. Dig that. Dig I, that. I liked when Grandpa was going out of the planetarium during the light show and squeaky voice teen said, no, your eyes aren't adjusted to earth light. Yeah. <laughs> there was like real panic in his voice. And then they opened the door and like, I wanted people to be rolling on the ground. Like yeah. I wanted it to be like earth <laughs> shattering. To the system. To, yeah. Like total. Like they got ben- the bends, but for eyes. Yeah, th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there was that fear to justify that payoff. Mm. Yeah. But then they were just like, Oh, and then Mo had film developing and he was like, oh, oh it's I forgot ruined. about that. Yeah, right. So I feel like this was calling back to another HD episode where they were like, oh, I need to develop this role of film. It's okay. You can use Duff. It's got the same chemicals as... Remember that episode yeah. where Mo has the red light in Mo's bar? Yeah. Yeah, they were referencing a recent bad joke for no reason. Thank God. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so time for Elliot's quick fire notes. Oh, you got me. (laughs) When they're inside the planetarium, again, another obvious over-explaining of the joke where Homer steps on the scale is 182 pounds. Uh, Homer, that's your weight on the moon. (laughs) Lame. And the Pluto scene where he's doing like one of those shadowed interviews to protect his identity. It's like, who could it be? It used to be a planet. Yeah. Yeah. Venus? And he's like, I'm Mm. working some stuff out. I'm Pluto. And it's... What? Yeah, you're not going to see Haley's Comet next time. Yeah. Like, this just keeps on going. Why did I write down booze gum? That was the... the yeah, the, the exit line for, oh, you know, she chews this gum so she doesn't smell like cigarettes. Well, she, she chews booze gum as well. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's that's a weak would, first draft yeah, of a I was joke. Too busy yeah. going, you don't chew nicotine gum because you don't want to smell of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was too busy thinking that to hear the follow up, so Yep, totally. Because I think loudly sometimes. <laughs> I did like how Lisa goes, you know what's called a tittle, right? And Skinner's like, yeah, of course I knew that. <laughs> yeah. And then they brought it back at the end with Agnes go, oh, you're always going to be my little tittle. But why? You're always going to be the little dot of my eye? <laughs> That's kind of nice. That's, yeah, yeah like, like a twinkle in my eye. I guess. The yeah. way you said it then yeah, made it... Yeah, I made it gave, good for them. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> totally. gave it more sense. God damn it. Even what? though that's a, like a father reference. Yeah. Because the yeah, twinkle yeah. Is, is sperm, right? Somehow. Oh. I feel like someone doesn't... Un- so. yeah. No, no, I've yeah. heard when you were just a twinkle in your father's eye. Yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, I thought that was a just a family guy thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a that's a thing. So oh, well. an expression. Family guy were referencing yeah. something Why smart? your sperm mm. are in your eyes? They're in, I your, don't they're know. in your balls. Yeah. <laughs> your <Okay>. eyeballs. <laughs> I don't want to think about that anymore. It's making me very <laughs> uncomfortable. But what about Stevie Wonder? Why, did it, why does he call it the apple of my eye? I, that that's one I don't different. Get. That's an apple, not a twinkle. Yeah, but what is the apple of your eye? Well, he was blind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get eyes so much. Yeah. Again, it's like this is, we thought it was funny. That's not funny. <laughs> Been playing an umbrella this whole time. <laughs> and yeah, when they go up to Skinner and see him in the silhouette, looks like he's shredding a hand. Up, oh, it's just celery. The fact that we got to the explanation quickly, I think if that had been a plot mm. point, it would have pissed me off. But the fact yep. that it was just set up, oh, wait, no, it's just, it's like, okay, fine. We're not dwelling on this. Yeah. Grandpa goes to that bar and the barman goes, yeah, talk my ear off. And he turns down his hearing aid. I kind of hate this thing that television shows do where they play drama games within their show. Mm. <laughs> like, this yeah, is no, just... I, the... I hate that gag. That, <laughs> yeah. That, it's always in sitcoms. I feel like I've seen yeah. it in How I Met Your Mother a million times. Like... Yeah, it's the broken drive-through speaker box gag. It's the closing and opening the door thing mm-hmm. over and yeah. over again. Just when you get the very last lines. Yeah, and sometimes that can be funny setup, but that mm-hmm. it was oh, he was just doing a bunch of a- actions, and that's how I opened the orange. Like, yeah, eh. like if they had made the actions seem a bit more like he was describing a war story, mm. that could have paid off. It was a little bit that, but not enough to make me really feel like that's what he was going for. Yeah, yeah they should have so. fully committed yeah there's a line i love about comedy writing is if you're going to walk up to the bell you might as well ring it yeah (laughs) definitely yeah if you're doing this bit just Just do it and speaking of bells they have the bells that are like chanting loser at him it was weird as well i'm pretty sure rick and morty beat them to this as well with the the wind (sighs) whistling yeah (laughs) which i think made me laugh more than any gag is the best part of that season yeah Yeah. yes Absolutely. Yeah, because the Bells were like, he he didn't lose. He didn't miss out on this place because he's a loser. He yeah. was deceived. It is all three episodes mm, smashed together and then cut the end off. Just cut bits yep. willy-nilly and nilly-willy. All right, guys. It is time to rank this thing. But how will we do that? <laughs> on the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it participant, but for the good rankings, you've got good for bronze, great, silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, the essential Simpsons episodes, the ones that you can't live without, we call those cubic zirconia. Now I'm going to go first, let me show you how it's done. Uh, honestly, I was close to participating in this, but it's just, it's a failure for me. They were juggling too many balls, they didn't land any of the tricks, it was... Yeah, it was just watching a shitty juggling routine. (laughs) Yeah, nothing landed, nothing was satisfactory. There was potential, and that's pretty much Mm -hmm. all it had. BT, how are you going with this? Uh, Let me see if I've got enough phlegm for this. 
failure <laughs> satisfying Ooh. yeah look it's not as aggressively terrible as some we've seen but it's just aggressively boring and ones where we've written better episodes in chat yes. usually end up in the very low participant range we've written about three better episodes from this and again there's stuff there but even in terms of structure it doesn't even have that this has nothing going for it there's no real standout jokes there's no standout heart there's no standout plots even some of the ones we've given participant lack jokes but they still have a flowing story yeah and there's just there's nothing to be taken from this it's like punching silk <laughs> so what, for a, that, what a beautiful image <laughs> take that silk <laughs> give it a try sometimes that's a perfume ad yeah <laughs> punching silk back up and climb oscar finishes off i was thinking because this is the first hd episode i've watched in a long time i yep. kind of had my expectations really low mm-hmm. yeah. so within the first 10 minutes i was like this isn't bad. This isn't too bad. I'm seeing lots of touchstones of things I've liked for Simpsons in the past. But as it just went on, I think it's the broken promise yeah. that puts it into the failure for me. It's like at those Simpsons retreats where they pitch all of their episodes. They had three just thrown up on the board and they were like, shove them all into mm. a sausage and yep. sell it at the Quickie Mart. Like <laughs> it, it is just gross and sad and muddles and... And I mourn for it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think there's a term to be mine there. Maybe, okay, not sausage episode, that sounds weird, but like meat grinder episode <laughs> where they just blended a bunch of different things together and thought, ah, oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a false promise. We thought they were blending meat, but it was just celery. (laughs) All right. Well, this will be a unanimous failure all around. And as we like to say, we're giving this episode the index finger. And this will be joining another season 29 episode, The Old Blue Mare, She Ain't What She Used To Be. And other unanimous failures, Lisa Goes Gaga, (laughs) The Musk Who Fell To Earth, The Devil Wears Nada, the one where Homer becomes Carl's assistant. Yeah. Marge wants to fuck Flanders. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that B plot. Thank you. <laughs> Blue and the Grey, where everyone's mean to Marge because she lets her hair go grey. Mo goes from rags to riches. Mm. The big backstory behind Mo's rag. And the Great Fatsby Part 2. The And part, oh wait, was Part 1 unanimous as well? Part 1 was a dull participant. Ah, uh, that's right, yeah. We were like, eh, it's bad, but let's see where this goes. Nope, nope, <laughs> burn it. <laughs> now we're going to do a new segment of this podcast called Is That Reputation Justified? So for Grampy Can You Hear Me, the AV Club gave this episode a B-. minus. Now, I actually looked into the AV Club because last episode we couldn't mm. figure out their system. Yeah. And they don't actually have like a ratings key anywhere on the AV Club. But from what I can gather, A is good, B is mediocre, C is bad, and then D is just fucking awful. I, I thought you were going to say they use a different rating system for every different review. <laughs> <laughs> and this one got puce. <laughs> puce, puce. <laughs> we rank this tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> like grandma used to make uh. yep <laughs> so this episode got a b minus so mm. on their scale i think this roughly translates to about bronze-ish participant maybe yeah maybe not that low dennis perkins of the av club wrote so close this one it does a lot of little things while frittering away the overall episode in about six different narrative directions yep, yep. yeah it's 
kind of weird that he's given it like a okayish ranking. Like, yeah, he said so close where we were like, no, it was so far. It, yeah, it had ideas, it just didn't know what to do with them. Instead of having ideas and developing them wrong, mm. it just didn't do anything with them at all. He appreciated the potential, whereas we damned mm. it for it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because he goes on to say, it stings me because of how, with a few adjustments, this could have been a genuinely solid episode. Mm. So not too far off. Though. Yep. All right, well, I don't think that reputation is justified. Not too far off being mm. unjustified, though, so... True. Yeah, but at least they didn't win a fucking Emmy or something. No, <laughs> as many bad ones have. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, well, that does it for the HD era tonight, and now we are going all the way back to season 17 with Homer's Paternity Coot. We will be back. I know all those words, but that sentence makes no sense. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode for the evening, which was Season 17, Episode 10, Homer's Paternity Coot. This was first released in January of 06, and it was written by Joel H. Cohen. In this episode, after discovering an old letter from a frozen male man at the top of Mount Springfield... We'll get there. <laughs> Homer finds out that Abe Simpson might not be his father after all. Gasp. And so after a bit of research, he finds out it's this guy, Mason Fairbanks, who had an affair with his mother back in the day. And they do a paternity test, which reveals that Mason is his father. And so we play in that world for a little while. Anyway, that's about all that happens. Guys, what did you think? Sorry. Yeah. Pretty forgettable. Yeah. Yep. It's not bad, though. No, that's the thing. I kind of walked out as I'm like, where am I going to land this one? I'm like, well, there's nothing really bad in this but there was also i don't think i had any real laugh out loud moments mm. no thank god it has plot structure huh yeah <laughs> see that's a good thing about the order in which we watch these episodes is this isn't a funny episode of the mm. simpsons but at least yeah there's a structure yeah, it's, it's serviceable it, it works yeah there's one through storyline in the whole thing I have, yeah. I have my questions about said complete <laughs> story i do yeah? appreciate that opposed to yeah the last one the last one yeah. So yeah, just starting out, BT, what's a story moment that did stand out to you? I think it's a weird mix of bad, but also kind of good how we get to the frozen dude. Yeah. So we're a fans of noting the number of times that episodes start with The Simpsons watching TV. And this uh, one yeah. does. And I actually quite like that. I think it's something I don't think would have happened in sitcoms prior to The Simpsons. You would never just have characters watching TV. Yeah. So it does start off pretty strong with... Have you ever driven past a house fire and thought, how can this benefit me? <laughs> and then it's, you know, the whole fire sale thing where uh, where there's smoke, there's savings. Yeah. There's some pretty good jokes in that whole bit. I loved it. Yeah. Action figure puddles. <laughs> and <laughs> Well, what we're pretty sure it used to be an air conditioner. And boxes of, you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that was all really good. And then, okay, so, but then we do kind of like a ping pong ball. We go around for a little bit here. So from that, we go to Marge driving down a road that now has a, a pay booth. Yeah. Which she then takes a shortcut to get around like everybody else. They put in tire spikes. So then Marge resists and reverses and everyone gets their tires slashed. So they make a big pile of extra tires to throw on the tire fire, which then gets bigger, which then melts a glacier that's in at the top of mount springfield yeah i was, uh, was at the top of mount springfield i missed that part yeah um, second global warming yeah 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 joke of the night uh, we also have uh, a theme of grandpa going to the mall oh so. there we go yeah <laughs> and characters who do not normally wear hats wearing hats <laughs> i noted that down yeah but reason i know this one had a reason i was like is this unexplained extra hat <laughs> who had the extra hat which was this homer 
Oh, but uh, right. he was like, I'm a journalist. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Journalists wear hats. And that was that was a hat from earlier. He's had that hat before. Yeah, he's definitely had that. I, it's it's for like when... Is it Beer Baron? Or, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, possibly. It's similar. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's quite the same, but yeah, it's mm. pretty similar. I'm pretty sure he's done the journalist thing before. Yeah, for some that. reason, I can picture him with one of those hats with a little press yeah. ticket. Yeah. I feel like he's said, you know, put on a pot of coffee... Like yeah. maybe when they're researching the uh, JFK assassination. <laughs> oh yeah, get me Marge, get me my conversation hat. <laughs> there we go. It's his conversation hat. <laughs> oh wow, I had a conversation hat. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this whole opening, again, this is typical Simpsons teen era. Mm. The first act is largely irrelevant from the rest of the episode. Yeah, but to its credit, it is pretty quick. Like, yeah. Despite the number of left turns we take to get there, we do get through it pretty. And then, and then, you're like, okay, this is where we're going. Yeah. For a while, like, okay, they're going to buy something smoke damage. Okay, it's not going to be that. All right, it's going to be something about this shortcut. Marge, yeah. Fine. All right, it's not that. And then you're like, oh, okay, now I know where we're going. But so. it, it is a line of dominoes, which I appreciated. Yeah. It was this led to this, led to this, led to this, led to yeah. Yeah. So it, even though it was a little bit roundabout, I still mm. think it went fast enough that it didn't bother me the ones where we see that are particularly bad is when it takes 10 minutes and then you're like oh okay finally god yeah what about you oscar what's a story moment that stood out to you probably when homer later in the episode is in the submersible and gets stuck and has his flashbacks yep i really like that you know all of his memories of him and his dad i thought was quite touching yeah i had a few chuckles during that i thought it was a good three lot of you know three flashbacks each giving you something nice and yeah totally like a little catch daddy's keys and <laughs> and then yeah like little two-year-old homer like actually adjusts the mirror and super cute <laughs> the little baby homer i was like yeah. adorable yep and then um little teenage homer <laughs> yeah, i drew this i drew you. this for you daddy i was like that's that's funny <laughs> yeah it's a classic bit yeah. yeah unfortunately there was a little bit of a continuity fuck up again where homer and marge are at the wedding chapel that we all recognize from the episode where they got married but there was no reason that sequence couldn't have happened when they got home or something because mm-hmm. then a bird couldn't have flown by and picked up the money <laughs> Birds can go anywhere, man. Except inside. (laughs) Scientific facts. Why we built houses, Elliot. (laughs) Look around. Keep the birds out. Yeah, exactly. See this This rock? This house is working. (laughs) This rock keeps away lions. (laughs) That's right. I would like to buy you a rock. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, the story moment that stood out to me was probably the whole dna switching thing and i will say that i like it as a plot point but i didn't like how they explained it it just felt a little weak source that abe was like "Uh, so how well you guys were getting along so i switched it like but why like i just wrote down why why did grandpa do that yeah yeah he doesn't even offer an explanation of like i wanted you to to teach you a lesson or you looked happier with them so i thought i'd switch it or like Mm. they he just kind of was like i did it and yeah. then I did something else. And then it's like, yeah, oh, I love you, Dad. It doesn't feel very Abe. He's like, I'm your dad. You're going to like it. That's the usual way he does things. So, yeah, I, I agree. It doesn't quite fit. Yeah. Then it just kind of, it's done. And then it's the episode's over. 
like I was thinking, I don't know how you'd fix that either, but yeah, maybe it should have been an outside influence. But then having said that out loud, that'd feel like a cop out too. Yeah, or even the bit, because I was thinking when they go, it's a DNA test, it's 99.9997% accurate. I'm like, yeah. oh, are they going to be like, wait a second, 0.9997? Could it be? Or like, so I'm kind of glad they didn't go that way. That would have been... Yeah. Or maybe if they just made Mason do it. And he goes, that's uh, kind of where I thought it was yeah. going. I was like, yeah. this guy seems kind of suspect. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a bit about, oh, I needed you to get this to help me get this treasure. Now yep. that I have it, I'll be off forever. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. that's it. He... In inexplicably disappears when they're underwater yeah and then when they cut back to the hospital he doesn't even say anything or explain what happened no i I thought it was gonna be grandpa that saved him yeah somehow you didn't see who was inside the submersible i was just kind of like oh it's gonna be like oh i love your son and like we would get him being a father him reinforcing of like yeah. i'm saving my boy have a yep. whole moment of i don't care what that dna test says you're my son and i love you and wait and a minute where's mason oh he switched the tests yeah. ah, shock reveal that's right and then you have him hurriedly getting in the submarine and stuff With all these and, emeralds yeah. yeah yep which to be fair homer has fair claim to a whole uh, to ah. an entire trunk of emeralds now it's true yeah. <laughs> the as the lore of uh finders keepers yeah, loses, yep. <laughs> finders keepers v loses weepers <laughs> <laughs> so play count how many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode first time first time for me first time uh at least once because i definitely remember uh, homer's note of daddy smell good too early for hug yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually the one that sticks out to me is uh, teach me that the stove is hot <laughs> It's such a dumb bit, but just that question it is... gets you. It, and it's Dan Castellaneta's delivery of it. It's yeah. like, I love Homer's earnestness in this mm. episode. Yeah. Like, that was my favourite thing about the whole thing, is that he cares. He really cares in a really genuine, beautiful way. Definitely. Which which you, I don't really see, especially in the later seasons, him... No, when he switches to full jerk-ass mode. And yeah. It's all just, day. And it's also fun to see him sort of regressing a bit, like going mm. back to his yeah, childhood like self. Like he did and, when Mona f- first shows up yeah. for the first time ever. And then, yeah, he regresses immediately. <laughs> Mom, look at me. You're not, not looking. looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've seen this probably five or seven-ish times. I mean, I never say this, but we might have to get out more. <laughs> if you're at seven times for this one. This is all pre-Simpsons Index. I only ever watch the episodes now in prep for this show. <laughs> I, I don't so... watch Simpsons on my own leisure time anymore. I'll tell you what, we'll go to the park and play Switch. <laughs> yes. No, no, we'll go on rooftops like real trendy young adults. <laughs> like in the end. <laughs> Ultimately, though, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? No one is really acting off point. And no. no. Structure-wise, it's another wacky day for The Simpsons. Yeah, I'm going to say mm. it does. Not a strong sense of them, but it's definitely not un-Simpsons-y. Yeah, I mean, the only off-character moment that I can really think is Marge's whole weird defiance of the toll road. Yeah, it feels like that needed a bit more setup. She likes rules. She's okay with rules. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And if it's about saving 75 cents, I don't know. You could have Lisa being the one to inspire her rebellion. Sure. You know, like those are established 
things of her being inspired by her daughter and yeah you know. that'd be right that'd be for that and i suppose the, the negative point is we know where the money is going and it's to a good cause to de-python the fountain <laughs> <laughs> unlike quimby's normal scams where it's like you know oh my my new secretary needs a new rack yeah it's, yeah. Uh, yeah it's like no you should probably de-python the fountain <laughs> seems important yeah that's right quimby's normally just barnaby joicing around the place but <laughs> this time he was trying to do i got something. another one pregnant <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I loved the snake python thing. It was just such a beautiful sequence. Yeah. Oh, unintended theme. Snakes. Wow, we're hitting a couple now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so even Grandpa, I wouldn't say his character was ever off, even though we questioned that choice mm. of him switching the DNA. But mm. And the show itself felt on point as well. It was just a bit lame. Like Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the jokes didn't land for me. And, like, we really didn't have a lot of laugh-out-loud moments. I think the peak was the Python bit. Mm. Yeah, I think so. We're all amused by that. Yeah. So, speaking of which, how about the wackiness in this episode? Other cartoony moments? The boyoyoings and... Um, actually, I did kind of like the whole back and forth with... Uh... Marge and the kids visiting Grandpa after the DNA test has come out. She's oh, like, yeah. so, it's nice that we're here, even though we have no biological obligation to be here. Mom, you've said that three times. <laughs> you <laughs> think of something to say. That fan, what setting is that fan on? Medium. I would have guessed low. Would have guessed wrong. <laughs> Just a long, but I'm surprised how funny I found that, despite it being very drawn out. It, it worked. Yeah, yeah, I very much appreciated that moment. It was nice. And all I could think of was it was set to three, medium brown. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I love that. Yeah, Lisa's just having an innocent conversation, and Grandpa's still like, "You would have guessed wrong." <laughs> but I mean, it did also like bring me back to being a kid and having to go with your parents and have awkward conversations with their old yeah, friends. Yeah, or the dreaded, "Yeah, he's right here. Do you want to pass the phone to him?" No, 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 no. Hi. Yeah, it's good. How are you? Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, other cartoony moments, though. Yeah, I guess feeding through a tube. Mm. Oh, again, so stupid, but I really liked it. I think the sound effect sells it. Yeah. yeah. Was it like to feed you through a tube? It's just a boom. With <laughs> also a little bit of, like, Juice? wetness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. bit of basted turkey sound. I think Lisa sold that. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, like, the fat jokes at home are really cheap in these newer seasons. But, yeah, I just like the idea of sending up whole giant meats through a feeding tube. <laughs> we all like that. Send up a couple of hams. Didn't probably need the yeah. This Is Cold tag. Yeah, but one day when we've got Oprah money, yep. we can have one of those tubes. <laughs> Yeah, other wackiness, though, just skimming my notes, there wasn't really anything. Even, like, the whole boat thing wasn't super wacky. and mm. Surprisingly easy. They just kind of go down, oh, there's the treasure. Yep. <laughs> there's the treasure. <laughs> Done. Yeah, super easy. How about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel bumps for Homer and his same old grandpa and the suave new stranger? <laughs> Theoretical bumps, I suppose. Yeah, with where it went, I don't mm. think so. I think, I think they could have pushed the buttons a little hard. I think you had mm. some good ideas out how to get a little bit more out of that but i guess it never quite feels like there's stakes no it uh, really does feel like the simpsons family on another mm -hmm. like if, it, yeah it's an, a wacky adventure even though it's not super wacky no i think it would have been better to have had the dna test way earlier yes but then have mason be like well i still have a lot of love to give do you want to kind of be my son anyway and then Homer's like, yes, adventure. And then later on is like, you know what? Abe is still 
my dad is still mm. my dad no matter what. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that could set up with our idea of Mason actually using Homer. Yeah. And... See, much better. Yeah. And, and I mean, like the motivation for that is that he's alone. Yeah. Mm. Like he doesn't have anyone. We, we, and we, we see that he is alone. And yeah. And so you start off thinking, oh, this is a guy who just never had a family, but maybe it goes on that no, he's just a jerk mm. who takes from everybody. And that's why he's alone. And then he just takes the emeralds and fucks off. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe mm. we discover a letter from Mona that was saying, look, yeah. I can't keep this up. I, I can't resist you, but you're a bad person or something. Yeah. Like hey, that, that would have been a second mailman. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love the absurdity. Yeah. The glacier keeps melting and there's just a second mailman. Inexplicably underneath the first one. <laughs> we didn't see him. He was frozen behind the grassy knoll. <laughs> it's so stupid, I kind of love it, yeah. I dig it. All right, but yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Uh, I, uh, We do have what's called the hangover test. Yeah. Where if you're not sure about it, but you're lying on a couch, you're comfy, you have a beverage, this one comes on, could you be bothered getting the remote and changing it? I'm going to say, personally, I'm not going to watch it again unless I'm in that situation. It's like, mm. oh, this one. I mean, I can I can text while watching this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very passive entertainment episode. Yeah. Yeah, not not too challenging, not too hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hangover test for me, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sort of zone in and out, go mm. <laughs> tube ham, and then just go back to what you were doing. So guest stars of this episode. First up at the top, we had Joe Fraser. Smoking Joe Fraser for the fire sale, which I appreciated the joke of you only got me here because of my name, but I didn't like any of the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, they went on too long. They went for the second bite and they shouldn't have. Yeah. Which, I mean, you got Smoking Joe there. You want to get your money's worth. I can't imagine he's, he was cheap. Mm. Yeah, what else is he doing right now? You only used me for your name. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he is actually in a coffin, probably. Or maybe Ashes. I'm not sure how he di- uh, was. Launched into space. <laughs> Well, when you got smoking Joe money. Tried to punch the sun. <laughs> Joe Fraser passed away in 2011, but i got to say as a performance as well, I think he did pretty good. Yeah. I think athletes generally don't do that good no. as voice actors. Superman doesn't do that good. You don't do that well. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> got me. <laughs> Been a long time, but I got you. Yeah. But yeah, so not only for an athlete, but also for a boxer as well. Mm, they, yeah. It was very intelligible. It, it, it didn't feel like a cameo. No. Mm. You know, it didn't feel awkward like that. It was like, it was a natural performance. and Yeah, yeah absolutely. It wasn't jarring, which I feel like the worst cameos are the jarring ones. Yeah, like, like what yeah. is that? The other guest star for this episode playing himself was William H. Macy oh, in yeah. a scene that I just think they should have cut the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. didn't need him. You didn't need it. Nope. You didn't need a bully's talk show. Why do the bullies have a talk show? I shrug. That's the noise of me shrugging. <laughs> yeah, it's the other side of podcasting. is How do I make this into a sound? <laughs> Blurb? <laughs> Nodding. Bah. <laughs> yeah, so they do overvalue the bullies in the recent episodes just by pointing out <laughs> they beat up people and steal lunch money and stuff and it's almost like they expected us to laugh along that they were just beating up William H. Macy. Mm. Yeah, like, hey, stop it. He's he's a good actor. And, and that's where you assumed <laughs> yeah. it was going, right? Like, you see yeah. them oh, and yeah. you're like... Would have been a twist to not have them beat him up. That would have been... I love seeing the sweeter sides of those yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, with, with Nelson talking about, uh, what, picking... picking uh, oh, huckleberries. Huckleberries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. turns out these guys are really into independent film and are just massive Fargo fans. Yeah, one of, one of them is just like, I'm a massive fan. <laughs> it's like, or, or like, it's their show and one of them... 
is the one who brought him on. The other two don't really just yeah, quietly like weeping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, which is a shame because, yeah, William H. Macy, beautiful, uh, uh, just amazing actor. And playing Mason Fairbanks, the suave new stranger, was Michael York, which I think it's one of the top ten British voices. Yeah, Valak Guinness and uh, My- My- oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Very good. Uh, ver- uh, Malcolm McDowell, excellent. Mm. Excellent British voice. But... Hootie, Hootie McDowell. <laughs> That's a... (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Michael York, I think he did a fairly good job in this episode. Mm. Like me, before this episode, when you were going through the lists, think Basil Exposition from uh, Austin Mm. Powers. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Try not to think about it too much. And you too at home. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fantastic actor. I don't think they gave him a lot to do in this no, episode. Not really. It would have been nice to have him do more and maybe be a bit devious, a mm. bit. Yeah. As this, was it the Spanish say, Bartesque? <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I could imagine he'd have a, like, a really good portrayal voice and a very mm. good evil laugh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Musical moments from this episode. So there was a montage set to Time After Time. Oh, yeah. Which I found very out of place. I kind of liked it when, you know, Homer's playing catch with a question mark because he doesn't know who his dad is. Oh, and then they break the window. And an exclamation point comes up. It was was more than I was expecting. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, Do you you count Moe's skipping song as a musical moment? I will now. Yeah, yeah. That was bizarre. Yeah, I I wrote down stretching (laughs) in that moment. I was like, oh, they're doing two verses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's another one where they felt like, oh, Mo in one of those helicopter hats skipping with Sherry and Terry. That'll be funny. I was just waiting for them to stop. Like, yeah. why do they keep doing it? Why? Like, are you who here? are you, mister? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? Do I? Okay, so for the uninitiated, we have a friend, Jordan, who's a tad anal retentive, and so here we have a segment called Jordan's Anal Corner. Jordan's Anal Corner! In which we yell that. (laughs) So, uh, my first one is Mona never lived at the Simpsons' address, therefore the mail would not be addressed there. Oh. Yes. This whole plot should have never happened. Yeah, because in the Margin Homer wedding episode... Grandpa sells his house mm-hmm. so they can buy that family yep. home. Yep. This they... is, yeah, well after she split. So even if you did have Grandpa's forwarding address there, Mona's would not be there. Yep. And also, when Agnes is talking on the uh, ham radio for some reason, she's like, how do I talk? Push this button. And there's a sound of when she pushes the button, but we can already hear her. Yeah. So, uh, it yeah. wouldn't have the transmission signal. You thought we wouldn't notice, Simpsons writers. We noticed. <laughs> Keeping up the anal corner for even when you're not here, Jordan. Keeping up <laughs> did you have any other notes i do like homer's joke where he's like this man raised me he's my father when i think of all the times he um all the <laughs> mason fairbanks you say yeah. um that was pretty good and then at the end it was like i was like oh thank god you pulled through unlike what that pushy casket salesman kept saying yeah oh Another unintentional Funny. theme, casket salesman. <laughs> wow. What the hell? I wonder how many of these we're going to keep up in the next episode. This is amazing. I've lost we're, count. We're on, I'm how on the hunt now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's going to be really weird is we get none landing. That's going to be yeah. third. Right. Uh, that is my notes completed. Oscar, do you have any other notes? I certainly do. I enjoyed Play Booth magazine yeah. of <laughs> the guy in the uh, the doll booth. Yeah. Funny. Very, just made me chuckle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the kids of today won't get that joke. Oh, with these automatic tolls. 
Uh, Automatic tolls and internet porno. <laughs> I know. Throwing a coin in a little tray yep. that turns into a demon mouth. People on acid nowadays will never get to appreciate nope. that. Nope. <laughs> that that was a weird sequence. Yeah, that yeah. was that was wacky and cartoony. That was very wacky. Uh, I, I loved Marge's Hitchcockian lead up to there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. It's very psycho esque with the with slights like Hitchcock strings coming in. I mm-hmm. I always enjoy Simpsons doing Hitchcock. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. which they will want to do, especially in the classic era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I feel like it was a touchstone of like whenever you touch on something that was fundamental in those beautiful golden years. Yeah. That's an easy way to get a point with me. I'm like, it's comforting. It's comfort food. No, absolutely. And, you know, me too, because I haven't watched many Hitchcock movies at all, really. I don't think I've watched one. But, like, that stylistic choice that they went with there, Mm. I just enjoyed that on that level. And then it does make it a bit more special when you find Mm. out, oh, this was a loving tribute to Mm. another thing. It's interesting, like, filmmaking. It's, yeah, it's them yeah. getting to do something different and specific, and that's always really nice to watch because The Simpsons can do that so well yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they land it. They land it well. Yeah. I have the entire Psycho box set. We'll watch it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like it when the whole family laughs together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that big giggling montage. The big giggling. I was like, I I, I enjoyed it because I was hoping it would go on for too yeah. long. Yeah. And they started <laughs> laughing. I Yeah. It's, yeah it's laughing like, the, out of the house, into the car, replacing what, a tyre. What was I laughing go. about? Oh, yes, that crippled Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. That, yeah, it was one where, strangely, the length of the joke was made it better. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Any other notes? The only tummy ache is in my head. <laughs> didn't make me laugh in the moment but i liked it as a line yeah yeah it's a cute little homer line mm. not knowing how aches work yeah. <laughs> or basic anatomy <laughs> all right time for my quick fire notes bang <laughs> <laughs> march has some funny dialogue in that starting tollbooth story where she goes what the hello kitty that's to me is such a margian yeah. cute swear not even going to say heck. It could be, hello, yeah. kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Although she, it was a bit weird when she says, oh, I'm squished in like the L of a BLT. Again, I think that's kind of cute. Yeah. Mm. We've learned over the course of this show that we really do love Marge. She's just right. adorable. Like... And a fox. <laughs> <laughs> and how. <laughs> Why did I write Agnes for anything? Oh, uh, yeah, because Skinner pops all the tires. Agnes is like, Seymour, oh, yeah. get out and change the tires. Like, oh, mother, yeah. I don't have four spare tires. You don't have four anything. Like, okay. That's uh, a copy and paste Seymour and his mother joke. Yeah. If they had changed that to two, that could have been hmm. funnier because that would have implied bolts. I'm, I'm, I'm not principal of the line, mother. <laughs> yeah. And, and you never, never will, will be. be. Not but- a replicant. <laughs> <laughs> But especially when they also had the previously mentioned ham radio joke, it's just, again, uh, Skinner and his mother have a creepy dynamic. Yeah, uh, nope. Didn't land for me. I like that Mr. Largo did get into Juilliard. I thought that was really funny, and especially contrasting that, yeah, now he's stuck removing tubers from heads. Another another carryover theme of, of not getting ah, acceptance letters. Ah, there we go. And Skinner and Agnes, my gosh. Jesus. <laughs> We've made too many connections. Beach, get your string. <laughs> <laughs> Red twine and a whiteboard. We'll be ready. It's twine time. <laughs> uh, Ralph's lying, I'm C3D2. <laughs> Very cute. Uh, of course you're my son. When I mush your face, you look like me. Yeah, you can do that with the dog's butt. <laughs> Again, 
great animation here. They got more of a laugh than I was expecting. Mostly because I was expecting them to say the dog's face, but then yeah. nope, mm. but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll I'll try and gift that one for the <laughs> for the social media pages. Where Homer's still trying to pass off as a journalist. Mm. I didn't mind the whole conversation interaction, the listeners, viewers thing. Yeah. I loved how committed he was. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of shook me. I was expecting it to just like be he's in the door and then he throws it. But he yeah. sticks with it for ages. Yeah. Like like three scenes. The back and forth where he's like, hang on, I thought you have listen uh, you have readers. Yeah. Why do you have readers. listeners? Because we're a radio my show. Our well, my... viewers love it. Your viewers. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh... That really was good. the great beat. Great, yeah. great comedic of da, just, just da, 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 steadily da. digging himself deeper. <laughs> and a nice, a nice way for him to reveal himself. Mm. Absolutely. It, it, it wasn't super cheap. It built up and it, it was good. Homer was very genuine and I really yeah. appreciated that. Yeah, he was. Oh, and the boat, which was the son I've never had. <laughs> I do like when he's looking him up and he goes, he enjoys walks on the beach and making up for lost time. <laughs> <Yeah>. Letter writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The books, the books of, yeah. of lifeguards. Yeah. yeah. The 20th century <laughs> Springfieldian lifeguards. lifeguards. And they had fry cooks, A to, a to, a to G. <laughs> this is a well-documented city. Yeah, they're really into keeping good track of the genealogy. I'm, I'm going to say that feeds into the uh, clone theory of Springfield. Yeah? They're, they're just keeping track of everybody. Oh. Mm. Mm. Makes you think. Grandpa's whole thing, I'll do any test, a memory test, a something test, a memory test, another test. Could have been funny if they spaced him out. Because he goes through Mm. enough, you could have brought up memory tests like three times without, yeah, repeating it directly. Or even having it shorter. A hearing test, a driving test, a memory test, a reading test, a driving test. Memory Memory test. test. Memory (laughs) test. Like, just keep it going as a loop. Dementia jokes are funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Well, like, he may be an idiot, a layabout, a communist, but he is not a porn star. (laughs) Uh, So, Grandpa says to Mason at one point, poop on your fist or poop in your fist? Poop in your fist, yeah. Is that a saying? I'm a Google. (laughs) Shit, I really don't want to. Okay, I said I'd do it. I'm doing it now. You're going to start having uh, Facebook targeted ads. (laughs) (laughs) Rubber gloves. Okay, I'm mostly happy to say there are no hits. Oh, good. The top one was uh, Ask Reddit, do you ever think you're going to die from a shit? (laughs) So, not as bad as it could have been. Yeah. That's a shame. (laughs) Metaphorical poop in a fist. Yep, in a metaphorical fist. I do like the follow-up line of, well, at least I can make both. Yeah, (laughs) which was worth it for that line, but also I don't know that anyone has ever said poop in your fist. You say that now, it'll. we've said it a few times now, and yep. it'll continue. <laughs> All right, guys, I think we're good. Time to rank this thing. BT, kick us off. I walked away thinking, okay, I'm on a, like a Patissa bronze where I'm going to land, and I think even though it's got a better plot structure, there's just not really a lot of laughs, and there's not quite the heart I want, so I'm going to participant. All right. It's fine. It's passable. It's just not hitting any quite high enough for me to really engage with it beyond yeah just good job buddy just (laughs) it's a pat on the head participant yeah exactly (laughs) all right oscar how would you like to rank this thing participation as well yeah when it finished i was shocked that it was over i was Mm. like that was very short and yeah it felt like we were ramping to bigger things that we just didn't hit yeah it's another another carryover theme of (laughs) just like uh, unfulfilled promises of the premise yeah my final note was this was short and forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> I already, I didn't take many notes because I was just like, I'm not seeing a lot that's hooking me. 
it's not particularly bad. It yeah. isn't bad. But yeah, participation. All right, fair enough. I'm going a bronze for this one. And mostly because I think I would watch it again. And sort of one of our philosophies is if you'd at least watch it again, it probably deserves a bronze. But I mean, that's not a prerequisite. I do... Like, just for me personally, I feel like it just gets over that line. But again, I can absolutely see where no one else would want to watch this one again. Because, yeah, I think you put it best. It just doesn't live up to its promises or potential or anything. But overall, this will be a shiny participant. This will be joining other such episodes as Homers vs. Dignity, Simpson Safari, where mm. they go to Africa, Regarding Margie, where they do the amnesia story with Marge, oh, yeah. Marge Gamer, where she gets addicted to WoW, the Bob Next Door, where Sideshow Bob peels off his face and puts someone else's face on his face. I want to take my face <laughs> off. <laughs> that was a good cage. <laughs> uh, love is a many strangled thing and also dangers on a train. So another segment that we like to do on our show is, is that reputation justified? We're still coming out with theme music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Fire our composers. <laughs> God damn it. We got no- it's your show now. We just got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan J. Budke of the TV Squad gives this episode a strong positive rating, quoting its ingenuity and charm. What does that even Shh. mean? A strong positive? Go home, you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They don't have a rating letter or something for this one, but he calls it a funny episode, lots of heart. And that it was a great episode by comparing it alongside his other favourite season 17 episode, The Girl Who Slept Too Little. Oh, that is pure participant. Yeah, which that is, is one of the most participatory of all yeah, participants. Yeah, that's like a baseline for participation. Yeah, so I don't think that reputation is justified. That <laughs> reviewer is not justified. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that does it for our teens episode, and we're finally getting all the way to the classic era. Woo-hoo. Finally. We're going to watch The Secret War of Lisa Simpson. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 8, Episode 25, The Secret War of Lisa Simpson. It was first released in May of 1997. It was written by Richard Appel. And in this episode, Bart pulls a prank at the local police station and gets him in a whole world of trouble, so Marge and Homer decide to send him off to military school. But shock horror, Lisa wants to go too. (gasps) You know this episode, it's Lisa and Bart go to military school episode. It's great. Guys, what'd you think? Smashing. Yeah. So, what a treat. A delight. <laughs> totally delightful. Yeah, well, it, it taps into, like, I feel, because Lisa on Ice is th- this season as well, isn't it? Uh, season six. Mm. It, it's tapping into that thing. Like, in, yeah. in uh, I think especially in, like, season eight and nine, there are a few ep- episodes, like the Millhouse in Love one, like, mm-hmm. ones that really hit back to what those earlier seasons, the less wacky, more mm. relationship dynamic. Yeah, and more character-driven and less whack-driven. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's nice to see Lisa-focused episodes mm. as well, where it sort of feels like it's starting out as a Bart episode, and then... Yeah, with with one of the classic, uh, yeah. uh, the testing... Prank, oh, yeah. Isn't that golden? And I just <laughs> love the ringing sound afterwards. Like, yeah, and everything about that joke was great. The way he's just like, it takes him too long to figure out, hmm, yeah. uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. 
wait, now mm. I've got it. <laughs> and then, yeah, the actual lining up the megaphones and, like, the fly going past. Just yeah. show you how much impact this is going to have. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> We're already kind of cringing it. before it happens. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I'd be interested to know uh, how they drew this as well because this is still mm. in the hand-drawn era and, yeah, like, the way great. that sound wave, wave pulsates, yeah. Mm. There's some really gorgeous animation in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just charming animation, too. Uh, this episode was just a total delight. But, BT, what's a story moment that stood out to you? Um, I do like that for several years the moon has fascinated many. <laughs> <laughs> Democratic hopeful Adelaide Stevens. Yeah. Uh, no, I really like the parallel between, like, a Bart's on this field trip to the police station, but Chief Wiggum shows up late in just a hilarious... I think we were all laughing before, and he's pounding yep. on the door. He's like, ah, it's getting harder and harder to get here by 10. <laughs> he curbs his car. He's shaving. He's yeah. And he's still, like, got a towel around yeah. his yeah, neck. Yeah. The, the fact that Krabuffle, like, tries to open it and then knocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so as you got that opening, that whole sequence with Bart is great. And then you got Lisa's where she's just watching movie after movie sand, after movie. Sand, <laughs> sand, That was the sand film. Yeah, and then when she's talking to Skinner, it's like, we've had two movies, three, uh, something else, and then an hour and a half of magazine time. <laughs> just, just, yeah, what are those oh, kind I of... Miss, I miss magazine time. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good way to illustrate that she's just flat out not challenged without beating you over the head in this, and even, okay, Bart gets in trouble for pulling a prank, but he's obviously bored as well because yeah. they just, Wiggum's just pointing out all the banana stickers on, in the com, <laughs> the com room or the com room. Uh, com room. I won't be getting up anytime soon. <laughs> I need to get off my feet. That's one that I don't actually know that I heard it yeah. on any of my previous listenings, but yeah, after he sits down, ah, I ain't getting up anytime soon. I swear I never noticed he doesn't call it the com room, he calls it the com room. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because he's shortening the word room, I uh, guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's. I swear I never noticed that before. Yeah, the communications think... room or the com room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I here? Am I just I not? That. That do, I have a, do I have a cold where I can't hear M's? And it's like, no, he's definitely You're saying com bees, room. Bees is tease. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that whole opening sequence with the field trip at the police station was amazing. Yeah. I, and we do just quickly have the great moment of. So here's a pippy pot party. While he's lighting up a doobie, his <laughs> old lady has another idea. A California, California cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> and as a longtime stoner, I must say, that is a delicious damn burger. Oh, um, but, <laughs> and I like, yeah, he's playing acid rock on a stolen guitar. It's <laughs> just such typical reefer madness. Yeah. Uh, you do style. one pot needle and you'll die immediately. Yeah, <laughs> this may shock and educate you. <laughs> yeah, okay, but in that you get so many great quotable jokes, but you also get the the plot line of okay, Bart gets a reason to misbehave, but also the fact that just how boring the school life is. So yeah. that feeds into how Lisa's not challenged, and mm. yeah, ah, uh, it works so well. Yeah, and shows that he's not disciplined, mm. and how his mind will wander as well, yeah, and... while still making you laugh a whole bunch and telling us what a California cheeseburger is. Yeah. I need to incorporate that more into my life. <laughs> yep. Come get, get your California cheeseburgers down at the Acid House on Highway 52. Mm-hmm. Acid Groovy. House. Groovy. <laughs> and just going back to that scene with Lisa and Principal Skinner, there was no potential that anything would get better for her in that scene as well, where hmm. Skinner goes, oh, if it wasn't you in here, it'd be the stupidest students furrowing their brow trying to understand <laughs> the situation. <laughs> are fucking good <laughs> yeah so Oscar what's a story moment that stood out to you 
the heart. Yeah. The, the, mm. the particular moment is they're at military school and she's listening to the tape. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she's Kill listening her. to that on her bed alone and we don't undercut it with a joke. We give it the weight that it deserves that makes us more invested in this episode as it goes out and we see Bart looking yeah. the mm. other dorm. It's it's just this beautiful moment. Yeah, and just and coloured as well. It's all in those oh, dark blues yeah. and that yellow uh, coming in from the light. And yeah, she's like, yeah, the room's dark and she's got the, the mm. light billowing in from the window. They kind of pan out, just show how empty it is. And oh, wow, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. That mm. absolutely got me in the, in the, the thumb. Showing her, like, the way they show her, her isolation in this episode mm. is beautifully done. Definitely. It was really striking the balance that they were getting with Bart and Lisa's relationship in this mm-hmm. episode where she was encouraging him at first and then he starts succeeding and then she yeah. needs a boost and he's not there. Yeah, which is something I think I, I kind of missed the first couple of times watches is that bit where he's like, oh, I can't do this. I want to go home. She's, and she starts, you know, yeah. when they're scrubbing the uh, brass statue's horse's butt. He's <laughs> like, no, no, they're just hazing you and they'll accept you and then you'll be fine. And he, that, that's the little push he needs. And then, yeah, I never really quite noticed that she's there for him and then not in return. Yeah. yeah. Ah, great. So, oh. like... They managed to make it work by having him still with her and like trying to train her up for the Eliminator mm. at the end, which I thought was another great heart moment, mm. which absolutely bled into when they actually do the mm. Eliminator. And he breaks out and's like, no, I don't care about my reputation anymore. Yeah, especially when that other kid grabs him, kind of, tries yeah. to muffle his mouth, and he kind of just shrugs him off. He's like, piss off. Yeah, yeah. yeah he pushes yeah. forward, shouting it out. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's gorgeous. Bees. 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 Ah. Oh, that was excellent. I'd say the story moment that stood out to me was actually how good Bart was at this. Mm. And Mm. maybe it's more of this theme that we're tapping into of Lisa's pride Mm. in that she thinks she would be good at this. She wants a challenge she can do, yeah. Yeah, in a challenge I can do. In a very famous line I've definitely quoted myself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want this to be hard. I want a challenge. I can do yeah (laughs) yeah and their dynamic yeah was just amazing in this episode so play count how many times do you think you've watched this episode before tonight maybe a dozen 15 yep 15 times I feel like it is one of those ones that I used to always catch on TV sure I'm, I'm very familiar with it but as a hallmark of of a great classic episode Every single time I watch it, there are things I'm still picking up that Mm -hmm. I've never seen before. Absolutely. They're so densely packed. Yeah. It's delicious. Like a (laughs) a Californian cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) One all beef baby in between two delicious buns and mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) Horrifying. Uh, BT, how many times? I'm going to say roughly about the same as the number of push-ups I can do, so 10. (laughs) Really? No, I'm lying. I'm... Like buff as hell. No. <laughs> Listeners Let, at home do not know. Let them believe. <laughs> I'm we doing are, them right now. <sighs> yeah. We are currently recording this podcast sitting on a two by four that yep. is balancing on Beach's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're uh, here in testosterone. That was me. <laughs> yeah, look, I've seen this probably a good 20 or 30 times. This is. Season 8 is absolutely my jam. This would have been from when I was VHS taping all of this stuff. Yeah, I remember it like the back of my hand. And ultimately, did this feel like an episode of the... Yep. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The the heart's there. The comedy's there. It's Yeah, I really like Lisa's turn of, you know, when Homer's all, you're staying in military school, and so am I. And I was like, yeah, like, ooh. 
that's where this is going. Yeah, absolutely. The characters felt like themselves the whole time. I mm, can't think of a moment when anyone was off. And the show as, as a whole, like, even though it sort of becomes Simpsons kind of their thing round about this point to do the first act that is largely removed from the rest of the show, mm-hmm. this one still thematically tied into yeah, the rest no, it, of it. It, it. it was so tight. The, stru- the whole structure, everything fed in. It was, yeah. There yeah. was, like, we noticed that at the beginning... It was a really short couch gag, really mm. short opening. Yep. This episode is so densely packed. And what shocked me was how little um almost like non sequiturs there were. There, yeah. there, yeah. there are there are really no background gags. There's there's not a whole lot. It is so much story yeah. that they're focusing yeah. on. I mean there's no B story and I Yeah. Would want to go through it again and see is there any scene that doesn't advance the plot? Mm. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure no, but I'd have to really look at it, but yeah. Well, yeah, even if it didn't, like, I'd say it would just establish the characters at least, because mm. even you had that gag of, like, Bart running away and the cops sort of picking him up immediately. <laughs> oh, I love that. And then it was repeated again at military yeah. school. It's fantastic. <laughs> I was actually, in doing my research for today, just wanted to check out the writer, Richard Appel. He has written some fucking classic episodes. He was the one that wrote the first Mona Simpson episode. Oh. Which turns out was named after his wife, who... Mona. Yeah, who was coincidentally Mona Simpson. Oh, wow. (laughs) Really? Yeah, novelist as well. He also wrote Bart on the Road, you know, the wad for... Uh, oh yeah, Bart after dark. You're gonna the... buy some wigs or get yeah. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Never remember we're parked under the sun sphere. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the burlesque house episode. Oh. When Apu gets married to Manjula, and uh, when you dish upon a star, that was okay. <laughs> the Ron Howard. And, yeah, it's, oh uh, yeah. Uh, he just wanted to meet Ron Howard and Bassinger, mm. Basinger, Basinger. That per- yeah, Basinger. That's right. We had a long conversation. We had to work it out. Because <laughs> Alec Baldwin, we nail that name. Yeah. But <laughs> bass singer. So how about the wackiness of this episode? Uh, an entire sound wave destroying a town and no one having permanent ear, ear damage. That's uh, Grandpa runs out of things to say. Mm. <laughs> Who would have seen that coming? I do like his opening where it's like, He's talking about it's going getting to the North Pole ahead of the Three Stooges. He's <laughs> like, God damn. The, the grenade launch, giving Bart a grenade launcher. Yeah. yeah. Which he promptly, uh, you know, four out of five targets. Impressive. <laughs> oh, you really? missed the last one, man, did I? That was a beautiful smash cut. To, yeah. yeah. And a p- perfect use of ha-ha. Yeah, absolutely. It was actually so cartoony the way he had the black charred face from the explosion. Yeah. Holding the keys. He was <laughs> just about to climb just... <laughs> There's a crater in front of him. Yeah. Uh, truly excellent. I do want to go back to that bit of uh, grandpa rambling on her, but I made it away with the turnip. Um, <laughs> Decided to quit the Coast Guard. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the unfortunate thing with that was he goes, maybe other people want to use the phone and Mm -hmm. then they all like go, no, 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 I've already talked to her for 20 damn minutes. That doesn't seem connected to me. Like, maybe other people use need to use the phone. But like Mm. other calls and and, and they all reference, I don't want to talk to To her. her. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's my problem. It doesn't seem connected. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, It's probably one of the weaker moments, but even then, like, in the moment. Yeah. In the moment, it, you, it, mm. you, yeah, get, you, you get past it. It's still know. funny, the idea that she's already talked all the old yeah. people's mm-hmm. ears off. Anything with Jasper. More Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely putting this in the Jasper playlist. 
yeah, other wacky moments. Yeah, I guess a lot to do with the hazing. You know, mm. fortunately, they didn't go into any extremes of, you know, scrotum drinking or anything like <laughs> that. Right. But, you know, being spun on a plane propeller. propeller. That's going to, yeah, mm. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole idea of the Eliminator. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, they play it serious enough, but yeah. the uh, whole thing of the Supreme Court. The way it's introduced, I wish I could remember the whole thing, but it's just that is a. 500 foot hand oh, over hand on a rope with a blister factor of 12. <laughs> yeah. They say something about like an English acre. Yeah, English or, yep. acre of like <laughs> thorns. and it's a, Of course they're English thorns because they're just more bitter. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. But, you know, they didn't feel that wacky in the context of the mm. episode because everything tied in. Yeah. I thought the joke of Lisa having the gun stuck on auto fire was a little too much maybe, but... I mean, I don't know how else you'd play that scene out for laughs. And and right. them with their fingers in their ears, yelling, yeah. saying they don't hear anything. I was like, yeah, that justifies it for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I guess I just didn't want her flying through the air because, I mean, they're guns. She, she, she's probably she going to shoot someone. <laughs> yeah. And since you uh, went through public education, <laughs> I assume that you're proficient in, in, in small, small arms. arms. Yeah. 1997. Oh. What, a, what a different time. Yeah. <laughs> Two years before Columbine. Yeah, oh my god. And the last episode had the chalkboard gag of I am not smarter than the president. <laughs> yep. I was like, Update that joke. Different time. <laughs> <laughs> so just going back to the heart of this episode again, um, I don't think we can circle this point enough. It was just beautiful, the relationship with mm-hmm. Bart and Lisa here. Um, Come on, if your heart doesn't break a little hearing Marge sing You Are My Sunshine in that, in that dark blue pan, ah, oh, ah, oh God. Yeah. I'm a robot and I felt that. I drew a little <laughs> sad face. You recognized from your little uh, cheat card of what uh, human, human emotions, emotions count as. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's... Your heart went from zero to one. Yeah. <laughs> that don't happen often. Especially helping her train on the um, Eliminator. I really li- also like the cadets are going to throw their meatballs at you. Yeah. Yep. And it's almost good that she's not calling him out for being a bit two-faced here because mm. i guess that she gets why yeah he, yeah. he kind of knows they're and so she understanding gets why. of each other yeah. like yeah. they are so that it is the whole thing of they are together they go there as siblings having that family relationship mm. yeah and they never lose that it's not like he gets swept up and like he forgets her a little bit but he still is mm. there for her in secret yeah, but yeah. also she wanted this and he never wanted to go here. So there's, yeah, that as well. And obviously a bit of her pride. And Definitely. I think it wouldn't have had the same payoff if she was saying, no, you need to support me. It would have felt a little, wouldn't have been bad, but I feel like it would have just been a little different because, yeah, she mm. asked to be here. And I think that she gets why he doesn't. She, yeah. she, rema- she her integrity stays mm. intact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think it's sort of just an unspoken thing that mm. she knows that if he were to like show her more support, they'd probably turn on him in an instant and mm. put him through well, much do. worse things than yeah. We're gonna absolutely. make your life a living hell for the rest of the semester. Uh, graduation's <laughs> in three hours. We gotta go change. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's such a it's a funny version of a cop-out ending. Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. well, we also know this was the last step of their um, education, so yeah. you know they've all finished the it, Eliminator. It blows my mind uh, that this episode takes place over half a year? Uh, in theory, uh, yeah. yeah. They, they come in mid-semester, and then they graduate. Yeah, so Lisa graduates great. To, so I guess this is technically the last episode. <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah. Since they'll never Time go past Time has that. actually passed. Yeah. So yes or no? Yeah, sure. Totally. 
<laughs> yes. 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 We are going to watch this again. What playlist does it belong in? Uh, sibling relationships. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ropes with a blister factor of 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simpsons in the armed services, you know, mm, when Homer yeah. goes to the Navy. The army, and, yeah. Uh, and the army. Uh, wow, he's done that a bunch now. Yeah. <laughs> Skinner going back to the army as well, if you want to type it into just armed forces in general. Yeah, definitely. Lisa, Lisa uh, having challenges. Like yeah. Her going up a grade. Yeah, definitely. She wants to be the big fish little pond. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> big fish, big fish. <laughs> Lisa biting off more than she can chew. Mm. Absolutely, Bart being good at things. Yep. Yeah, which warms my heart every time it yeah. happens. I'm like, I'm so happy to see him succeed yeah. and do well. When he's given the right environment, he does really well. Like, think about, oh, you want to change up Bart's education? Go to uh, when he's homeschooled. Yep, mm. that could be a playlist for you. And there's probably a couple others I can't think of. Oh well, when he does the ride along with the police, and yeah. then he starts becoming the school hall monitor, mm-hmm. like that's another that's a one good where, episode. yeah, he yeah. surprisingly succeeds at somewhere no one ever thought he would. And there's a similar thing with the Bart Lisa relationship in that one, definitely, where she starts being a bit badder, hanging mm-hmm. out with the bad girls and yeah. stealing the textbooks, and yeah, and they sort of have this almost character flip, but you still buy it because mm. they're still within the confines of their character. They're just sort of stretching characters limits i guess mm. yeah and you you watch the you, like you see the progression Definitely. it's it's not like the like the later ones where it just can turn on a dime you know it just flips for no particular reason whereas these ones are about the story and yeah. we watch a story progress and a character have an arc and them go from here to there and there's change and it's it's satisfying to watch yeah mm. Definitely. Storytelling. <laughs> satisfying is uh, satisfying, delightful. These are the key words of this episode. Uh, guest stars of the episode. Do you guys know who played the Commandant? Was it Arlie Erming again? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Happerblap, was it? Colonel Hap Happerblap? Was Arlie Erming? I'm guessing, but I mean, you have a military thing, you put Arlie I in. mean, I know, I'm just sort of... <laughs> right, well, then just tell me, you <laughs> jackass. Uh, did you pick up who it might be? No. It was on the tip of my tongue. It, well, it was Willem Dafoe. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. I know. <laughs> he doesn't have that normal craziness that's normally in his voice. He's doing one of them acting things. <laughs> he's doing he's not being yeah. him. Go figure. Yeah. I love it. I love it when the cameos are characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And really and when you don't realize, like, um, what is it? Uh, 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 Lovejoy's kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meryl, Meryl Streep. I, that still blows. I really want to see footage of that. I want to see yeah. that voice coming out of her mouth. I, it doesn't make sense to me. But I, 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 damn your versatility, Meryl Streep. <laughs> Incredible. That is what, yeah. That's the golden standal. That's the Streep's. Uh, yeah. And she was playing a 10-year-old girl convincingly. Yeah. T- totally convincingly. She fit in with the rest of the kids. Yeah. yeah. And I really, also really like Michelle Pfeiffer's as uh, yep. Mindy, which is one I didn't know for ages. Oh, like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing with bringing in these guest actors to do a big part in the episode, they've got to sound like they do sound like they're from the Simpsons universe. Mm -hmm. Because they've got a relatively small voice cast, you get sort of used to the overall tone of the characters. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I thought he fit right in with this. And yeah, until you said guest stars, I had not thought about it at all. Mm. Yeah, because it is just sort of a generic army man voice. Yep. Yeah, but Willem Dafoe just fucking nailed it. Especially that big graduation speech at the end. <laughs> <I did like> that. <laughs> all the wars you'll be fighting are in space, or on a tall mountain. mountain. <laughs> Your duty will be clear. Building, building and maintaining, maintaining tiny robots that will do the fighting for you. 
I love that it's little tiny robots. Yeah. <laughs> it's the future. It's 1997. What a time to be alive. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember any of his other lines because I felt like he had a few good ones. Well, one of the things that I never picked up before were, we have female singers, <laughs> yeah, he's like, female motorists. Yeah, a female cadet. He's like kind of looking out the window. I was like, well, I suppose these are the times we're living in. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, that he's like, okay, singers, motorists, I guess we're, yeah, yeah. we're there now. <laughs> Uh, that is hilarious. I just—I uh, don't know if you saw. There is a great sign gag for uh, Rommelwood Academy where they're at. It's a, a tradition yeah. of heritage. Tradition <laughs> yeah. of heritage. Uh, yeah, and when he does move all the students from the dorm to make room for Lisa, and, and they go, "Well, you're going to be moving in with Company L." Company L, but they smell. <laughs> I'm aware of the chant. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really good understated comedic acting because mm. it isn't a funny character no no so to make him doing anything wacky or overly comedic wouldn't fit but yeah the fact that he's got those stern moments of well i suppose we have women drivers <laughs> women singers it's time lights out perfect musical moments of this episode i didn't note anything in particular you are my sunshine mm. oh of course <laughs> Whack bang, so much heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was uh, what I wanted to say about that song is they did a really clever thing where they started out the tape, it's just Marge singing, mm-hmm. but then the episode score just slowly oh. creeps in in volume and just adds so that when they do hit that final moment before the act break and Bart's like looking out the window at her, the full orchestra's in and just really set the mood at... Um, yeah, that and was then quite you're beautiful. Crying. And yeah. then I'm not crying, you're crying. You're crying. You're, you're crying on my face. That's why it looks like I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> BT, is there anything you'd change about this episode? No. <laughs> Oscar, is there anything you'd change about this episode? Potentially the final moment? Yeah? I I, I kind of find them uh ending up at the dentist just a little bit undercut. Yeah, the it, like, like I don't mind it. I just uh, I get what you're saying, and from the sense that it's a bit, <gasps> mom. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, and it does. It it's a callback to the earlier bit, so mm-hmm. I appreciate that it's set up well. It's yeah, I will, I will yeah, in to the setup. The, the when they park, it looks like a big full car mm. park, and so you're like, ah, oh, you actually kind of believe it for a second. Well, potentially it is because I have seen it so many times. Mm. Yeah, that I <laughs> that I know it's coming. Whereas if I'd never seen that. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess like this time knowing it was coming, I was kind of like, okay, when is the first moment you'll notice? Mm. And then I'm like, oh, not really until I hit the sign. No, so. it's it's when they you see the the look on their face. Yeah, this must be like the Walmart of dentists as well. I mean, this is a huge parking. Oh line. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they they got they got people coming through really quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bulk by teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. I don't know where I'd change anything about this episode. It was expertly mm. written. There, mm-hmm. I've already mentioned a couple of points that I'm like, yeah. But even then, I don't really have good ideas of how to fix them either. The, yeah, there's no inherent... The story structure is so strong that it's okay to have a few jokes that don't land yeah. as hard. Because that isn't a problem. Because there's heart, there's laughs, there's enough of everything else to get you through. Absolutely. You can't expect every single joke to be side splitting yeah (laughs) and like you you forgive it because it has so much more to offer absolutely bt any other notes uh military school yeah that's my brother straight now he owns and operates a famous cave (laughs) he Uh, said cave there (laughs) because i didn't hear what he said yeah i I swear i've never heard that before somehow and i was mid like drink of coke when i nearly (laughs) spit take uh that and of course how can we have not talked about about 
It's like a knot, great knot tie. I'm trying to tie a knot in the middle of a knot tying competition. Sorry, I was just looking at my shoes. I'll support you in secret like a sock maker working on a secret. Stop looking at your feet. <laughs> um, I've quoted that so many times over the years. Uh, it's such, it's, it's just funny. I feel like that's exactly how the writer came up with it as well. He was like, all right, how do I get out of this yes. scene? And oh my God, this is brilliant. <laughs> God, I'm so funny. But to throw to a quick. Jordan's head in the corner. Yep. So you can clearly see when Lisa's practicing going across the Eliminator, there's no rope on her. And then when she falls, yeah. there's a rope. I mean, what are we supposed to believe? This is some sort of magic, <laughs> magic. rope. <laughs> Whenever you see something like that, a wizard, wizard did it. <laughs> yes, welcome to the Wizarding World Conspiracy. Yep. A cartoon. It doesn't yeah. need to make sense. Have <laughs> a uh, running concept that the uh, Illuminati is actually run by wizards. You need proof. Uh, Illuminati symbol is a triangle. Uh, what shape is a wizard's hat? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. got man. I got more. Wizards dead. Wizards dead. Everything. <laughs> They're all like, oh, the earth is hollow. No, the earth is flat. Uh, it was both. Wizards changed it. God. Yep. <laughs> they change it on, their, on a whim. Whenever they feel like it. Yep. Oscar, did you have any other notes? I'm so glad we snuck out to town. That was some good corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, anytime there's a joke like that. Overly wholesomeness. Oh, yeah. so overly like. Yeah, yeah they're not corn, sneaking out yeah. to do drugs or go get laid no, no. from really, no, no. really good, good corn. You, have you had this corn? <laughs> I like the little back and forth. It was like, what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Uh, also, also nothing. nothing. <laughs> okay. Carry on. We were. <laughs> there's three. There's three moments. I think um, the shot of Homer screaming out "No" after all of his beers explode. Uh, yes, is beautifully done. He's also watching his eyes dart. Yeah, it's like, what about no, 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 one in my hand. <laughs> no! Yeah, there's those certain shots. The shot where Lisa first looks up the ladder of the Eliminator. Yeah. Like just those moments that really punch in the emotion and punch in that feeling. They really give you a sense of vertigo with that as well. Yeah. Especially, I mean, like you said, yeah, the rope thing was a bit of a cop-out, but, like, that you feel the danger as she's falling, uh, as they do that, like, weird double zoom thing. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can understand the Supreme Court's decision yeah. to, <laughs> to end yeah. barbar barbaric. I, I do love the barbaric. fake out of, well, they've decided it's too barbaric. <laughs> uh, we won't, so the, you'll be the last class to do it. Yeah. Like, Damn it. <laughs> and who was the first one that was... Uh, Anderson, you're up. <laughs> Just attacking it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, coming back to the, the sonic mm. boom, the sound wave, and the pet store. I love that as well. The parrots immediately go, start going, ah, testing. <laughs> I love that that was all Bart said as well, testing. Mm. <laughs> he didn't, like, take the opportunity to say butt or... <laughs> Yeah, it was just testing. He, he didn't get a yeah. He didn't yeah, get a chance. Was, yeah. <laughs> that he was had his no test. idea this was about to happen. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, did you have any other notes? Here, take this. If there's a war, blow <laughs> it, and I'll come and help you. Oh. Giving her the whistle. Patronizing so motherfucker. <laughs> uh, while he's putting these notes together, we do have another uh, question, which is uh, best sandwich. It's on the Simpsons Index where uh, I've got a secret part of uh, the website where we're building together the Simpsons Index sandwich board. So if you were to have a sandwich named after you, what would be that sandwich? Um, a Simpsons sandwich? No, I'll, I'll just take well, your just, sandwich. Oh, my sandwich. What is, like, what is yeah. the Oscar? Oh, what uh, is it called the Oscar and I tell you what's on it? Yep, yep. Huh. So yep. like the Elliot, which is just like overload of salami and pepperoni and a bit of Kewpie mayonnaise and um, a bit of carrot. Mm -hmm. 
I think probably there would be like caramelized capsicum. Oh, oh wow! Pineapple lettuce. Prego sauce, ah, prego. something oh, something that really resonates with my English Irish heritage. Yep, being that nothing from there prego is on sauce? there. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah. Pi- pineapple, mm. all of the thing, Wait everything. Those are a... southwestern ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> He's moving the podcast to okay. Albuquerque. Occasionally, I'll be quirky. <laughs> yep, <laughs> mm. Mm. that's a good sounding sandwich. Yeah, and whatever meat you want. No, yeah. option of meat. Yep. It's all about the sauce and the flavors around. Ooh, I like yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's the experience. Yeah, I'm on board. Dig it, man. Uh, one of the funny thing is we've had like about uh, four people so far say some variation of a Reuben, yeah. <laughs> including you. It's a good sandwich. Yeah. It, it is a pinnacle of sandwich. I had to change mine from Reuben with chips on it because it had already been done. <laughs> Do I think I changed to like a club with a, pi- with a pepperoni pizza in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bread, but carbs is how I live. It's a staple. <laughs> Sometimes it's all my staples. Please don't waste those. <laughs> <laughs> we did that recently. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe how good that episode still was. You shot Mr. Burns 1 and 2, yeah. yeah. In my mind, that is what the Simpsons movie should have been. Yeah. Mm, that like, been like, that is an epic story. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was epic and it was focused. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot going on. There's... You watch Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2, the first kind of ad break of that is so packed with so mm. many quotes. It's insane. That's where you've got like Dr. Colossus and... Uh, <laughs> but that's where all my stuff is. Spit <laughs> is waking up as like a drunken wreck and yeah. he's, he has that dream Drunk. about Speedway. And he's speedway coughing squad. up pills. He's coughing up uh, cigarette butts, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. It's ridiculous. Earns a suit. <laughs> yeah. It's a suit. All right, time for my final quick fire notes. <laughs> I see you went to public school, so you'll be proficient with quick fire notes. <laughs> uh, so we had another unintentional theme of uh, moon weight, uh, where they were watching the moon documentary. Yeah, but oh, no, yes. gra- no Slow- grandpa in the mall. <laughs> no, we missed out on that. Slow down there, Tubby. You're not on the moon yet. Yeah, <laughs> a cute little bit of animation. The, the graph from the Department of the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the gag with Chief Wiggum and the banana stickers. Uh, <laughs> There's a Bananco, Gorilla's Choice. Because <laughs> it, it just seems like the sort of thing that, cop or not, just a, any office environment, yeah, you'd, you'd have these little weird uh, habits. And it's like, that's the end of the tour. Like That's what he's showing them after the, the museum yep. and of then crime. And sits down. <laughs> And so when they take Bart away and Skinner and Edna are just there in their little camper chairs and <laughs> um, pop champagne. And... Ni- nice vocal performance from mm, yeah. Edna. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> when, when the moment comes, you don't know, to, <laughs> you don't know what to say. Shh. You say everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lisa, when she's noticing all the cadets, oh, they're like the terracotta warriors of Cheyenne. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody just and throws rocks. Right. <laughs> I think, I think he thought they were like Buckingham Palace guards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what he thought. <laughs> and again, another awesome line from the commandant. He's like, they're just children, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> like it's a character with uh, integrity. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Not being undercut. And yeah, but still being hilarious and saying weird things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when Lisa calls the family home and Homer's on the couch and just kicks Santa's little helper off and go get the phone, boy. <laughs> there must be something on this thing Seek for that, that thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> An awesome collection mm-hmm. of words right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just the relief when it stops. Ah. <laughs> so at the moment where Lisa 
almost falls off the Eliminator. I just love how this scene plays out mm. where, yeah, the chant starts up and that moves into the background as the orchestral score takes over and they've got eye contact. It's just amazing. Like, mm. there's so much heart in an unspoken scene there. Then, yeah, when Bart gives the encouragement and the orchestral score picks up again and goes a bit more major and happy, oh, it's it just plays out beautifully. And you get this real feeling of succession when Lisa get, gets it. And so, oh my God, I want to do it again. Let's do it again. You can put, you can your, put your arms, arms down, down now. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> They're stuck. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that does it for me. It's time to rank this thing. Oscar, why don't you kick it off this time? Well, well I'm surprised that this is season eight. Yeah, even though there are episodes in season eight that I absolutely love, I am aware that there that it, some episodes start coming in where where it starts dipping a little bit. Yep, definitely. Uh, but this one, I just had the most fun watching. Like, I love it. It 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 is so focused and so beautifully crafted. It's got some gorgeous animation. It has uh, the sibling relationship. So I'm probably gonna. Top it. Top marks with Cubic. Yeah, Cubic Zirconia. Put it on the uh, coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, look, I want to give it a Cubic because there's a lot I love about this episode and I'm definitely coming back and watching it again millions of times throughout my life. I don't know. I just don't have the Cubic rank in me. There's just something about this to me that says not essential, but I am giving it a gold because it is fucking excellent and there's a lot to love. I just don't have Cubic in me personally. How about you, BT? Um, is there any answer I can give that won't result in more push-ups? <laughs> no. Damn. Um, I'm a little split because, yeah, my, my brains are saying gold because I know there are episodes that are more tightly packed and more essential, effectively. Uh, but the, the guts are saying the cubic because I probably still have Marge singing You Are My Sunshine in my head. <laughs> um, whew, it's a tough one. It's either a very high gold or a low cubic. That's my problem. Okay, let me, let me do, try my famous saying them both out loud. See what we're seeing. Here we go. I give this a cubic zirconia. I give this a gold. Fuck, that didn't help. <laughs> it really was in the middle. Yeah, it feels really in the middle for me. You I'm, flipped I'm, a coin and it landed on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Statistical impossibility, but not not impossible. <laughs> I fucked that up. That's not a saying. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, <sighs> I feel like I'm going to gold. Surprise. Yep. I kind of left thinking I was going to cubic when we were talking about it. I think there are episodes I would consider to be more essential. I suppose it's how you do want to think about a cubic is currently. Do you want to think about as essential to the Simpsons experience or just, you know, top tier, excellently well written episodes? I kind of feel like we have that ranking for the ones that are quintessential that they, you know, must be experienced to understand this show. And while this is very, very good, I just don't think it's quite there, which is a very yeah. hard call to make. I'm glad someone cubicked, because yeah. I feel like it needs at least the one tick on that box. Well, yeah, I feel like it is absolutely a personal choice with this one, because mm. uh, like, I even probably didn't expect this one to be as good as it was coming into it. It's one of those episodes that, in my mind, I'm always like, uh, it was okay, but when I watch it, mm. I am just drawn into it, and yeah. it's like... Ex an excellent half hour of television. Absolutely. Yeah. It's still going to be a shiny gold, and that is a fucking excellent rank. This will be only the sixth shiny gold we've ever had. Whoa. This will be joining other episodes like Two Cars in Every Garage and Three Eyes on Every Fish, the one where Mr. Burns runs for mayor or... Mayor. 
Mm. local town person. Governor, sorry. Governor, yeah, that's right. Uh, Uh, Homer and Apu, when Apu comes to live with them. The two Nahasapima Petalons, which we mentioned before, where Apu and Manjula get married. Sunday, Cruddy Sunday, where Homer and the gang go to see a football game and don't see any Super football. Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, the, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Gridiron. <laughs> Americans sports. love it when you call it that. Yes, a sports ball game. And uh, EIEI Doll, the Tamako episode. Yeah, mm. that, right that, that, feels, that feels right. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that do- about does it for episode 73 of The Simpsons Index. Uh, good to have you on, Oscar. Thanks oh. for coming by tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for mm-hmm. having me, guys. Excellent. Can't wait to have you on again soon. And BT, thank you as always. I live here. Yep. <laughs> All right. And I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. Hit us up on Twitter at Simpsons Index and on Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index. Do you have any um, socials or anything you want to plug or... Uh, I'm on Instagram. Yeah, uh, I got some pretty stra- strange things on there. Oscar was his name. O. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. And BT, your Twitter handle is at r e a l d o n a l d t r u m p, right? Pretty sure. That's where my best comedy goes. I feel like an internet modem sound needs to come on after that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was The Simpsons Index. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for checking out The Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content... Coming at you from SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 73? I mean, I'm assuming you know. <laughs> I thought I did. Um, hold on. <sighs> You're just squandering all the yep. trust I place in you. <laughs> I'm going... Oh, good. Yeah, I'm still getting over a bit of a cold, so I still have that... <laughs> oh, it's gonna, good. No, yeah, no, no. no it's, it's satisfying. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to growl for a little bit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Booby mood. <laughs> I know, I still... <laughs> Booby mood. I'll watch them if I'm in a booby mood. In the universe, I am in a booby mood. <laughs> Mother, I will watch them if I'm in a booby mood. This is a booby documentary with Neil deGrasse Tyson. There used to be more boobies on cable TV, but as the universe expands, <laughs> there are less and less boobs per universe. <laughs>